can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're going to be with me for the last time. Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 30, The Fate of the Furious, Lap 3. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by Semantic for all of your personal, business, and enterprise needs. Semantic sees more than threats and protects more customers from the next generation of attacks. If you, you know, have a driverless car, Mm -hmm. maybe you need Semantic. One thing I can guarantee, Joe, no one but Semantic is ready for this. This movie is dumb sometimes, I gotta say. Uh, We will talk about it later. I told you, so you, I don't want to spoil you, but you said that you, you weren't really digging at this. I, I like this one more and more each time I watch. I have a new theory why I don't think it's great, but I keep giving it a better score in Letterboxd. I think I'm just, I'm Stockholming in there. I'm getting to the point where, like, at least I'm, I'm piecing together the plot. There's one thing, and we'll talk about it, but I think, I'm, I don't know for sure, like, this is not a Bloomberg, the stats of the Fury situation, but I think there's that monologue in this movie where Cypher, dis, you know, deciphers her plan or yes! whatever. And I think it's the longest speech in the history of these movies and also, like, the most exposition. Like, it's just, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's what's happening next. Here's what I'm doing. Here's who and I am. And it's so bland that, like, I had yeah. never noticed. I, I know that you and I have talked about it before and we we're like, what is Cypher's goal here? At yeah. the end of the movie, after we watched it once or twice, I couldn't tell you. But finally... Accountability. Yeah, but finally I nailed it down this watch, and I was like, I finally understand what she's doing. Okay. It's a shitty one, but I understand it. Okay. I just, the thing, I mean, we're going to talk about it when Mike joins us later. We've already talked about Charlize's character in depth over on Watch the Throne. Yes. The frustrating thing to me is that we did an entire podcast about her because she's such a dynamic actress, and she's so land in this movie yeah. by choice like she's just like this like cool as ice like no one's ever gonna ruffle my feathers and it's like okay but like have a little emotion or something yeah it's 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 so bland and like i get that she is a dynamic actress so it's not her acting like somebody told her to do this like it was a character choice right for, yeah, yeah, from yeah. someone we don't know if it was her or the director or the right whoever but still it's like god it's so bland <laughs> painful to watch man it's not great okay so before we get any further so there's a couple things i want to do right off the top of the bat so number one we have a new little game that we're not gonna it's not gonna every episode game we're gonna do a a one-time game here that doesn't really have a lot to do with fast and furious but it could yeah we'll do that at the end of the episode so that's number one we are yeah uh number two this is the final episode of the lap that mike is on so we're gonna get his final rankings and then we tune up the relap recap next episode we're going to get an average because i have like 20 different people's rankings or something so we'll have a, a real I'll, I'll give out the results of that but i want to i want to know because we had mike's rankings from the beginning i want to see what changed oh true yeah i forgot about that number three our facebook page which is facebook.com slash too fast too forever if you're listening and don't like it well i mean if you're listening and don't like the page if you're listening and don't like the podcast why are you listening <laughs> if you're listening and don't like the podcast page on facebook go like it there's two events on there, two things I want to point out. Number one, we sort of joke about it, but there is an event for the uh, 1327 party yes. in California. So go on there, RSVP. Wes and Jenny were talking back and forth in emails about the party. Like, there's a page. Like, RSVP, let us know that you're coming. Get excited. There's nothing going on <laughs> in the event, but And you have, what, nine coming. years for it, so... Uh, eight years. Seven and a half years, really. Jesus, wow. It's getting, it's creeping getting up on we're us. We're getting close. <laughs> okay. And number two, the other, the other Facebook event is that we, we pinned down a date. So we are going to, if you're in the New York area, we're going to see Hobbs and Shaw. We don't have the time yet because they have not announced it yet. 
So we're going to see Hobbs and Shaw the Thursday night it opens. Yes. So it's going to be August 1st, I believe. Yeah. Probably the 7 or 8 p.m. whatever showing at the Palisades Mall in uh, West Nyack, New York. I just which drove is sort of by halfway the other between, day. Yeah. Yep, where we both live. So if you're in the area, there's a Facebook event for that, too. Uh, so if you want to find out, that's an actual more because that's only a couple months away. And you'll see you'll see most of the squad actually. So Thursday, August first, I'll be there. Joe too will be there. Rachel will probably be there. I'm assuming. Yeah, she'll be there. Mike Manzi will be there. Brian Rodriguez. Late night. Maybe Kyle who will be on the next lap. A lot of people could be there. You could be there. Join us Thursday, August first. Check that out on Facebook. We're fun people in person. I promise. I'm the not final weird. final thing. I. I guess. I mean, a little, a little weird. The final, final thing is that tomorrow, as we're recording this, we might have to go back and do a reaction. There's a new trailer dropping. So if you haven't seen it already, if you want to watch it, there's a new trailer out for Hobbs and Shaw. So go check that out. Maybe we'll cut in a little thing about here, about, about here, us talking about it, or maybe later, right or whoever. Here, knows. or there. Right here. Or here. All right, we're back here. It's the next day. The trailer for Hobbs and Shaw is out, and... I have not watched it because... Because I did watch it, and boy, do I regret that decision. <laughs> boy, do we not have a trailer for you. Um, I hope that if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, you don't watch it, because we tried to warn you on the Facebook page. And the Twitter page. And the Twitter, Twitter page, yeah. On Twitter. I was trying to spread it as far and wide. I, I warned all of our my buddies here. It is super spoilery. Obviously, we haven't seen the movie, so like I don't know if it actually does spoil anything. But I'll give you a rundown of just like a quick overview of things that you that reasons why you shouldn't see it. One, it introduces some more characters that maybe we had talked about questioning whether or not they were going to be in the movie. So you add some characters, which is terrible, okay. right? Like that's pretty disappointing for me. Like it's exciting, yeah. but you're like. Now, when I see, you know, any of these characters, I'll be like, yeah, well, I knew they're in the movie. It shows a major action sequence. I think we talked about it before, but when Furious 7, the trailer came out during the Super Bowl, like, the highlight of that thing was jumping in the car from building to building. And I'm just like, we shouldn't know what, like, we don't know the context of it, but we know that's going to happen. It just, it's frustrating. Yes, I agree. For me, I remember this, like, when I saw the commercial, I saw the car between the buildings, and when they're like, this car is in the building, I'm like, well, that's the fucking car that jumps through the buildings, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you instantly know it. So this isn't as bad as that, I wouldn't say, but it's, it's a major accent sequence where, like, some things happen and you're just like, oh, shit, there goes that. You know yeah. what I mean? We get a lot of the plot. They give us, like, a whole rundown. I was explaining this to you this morning that it's a Fast and the Furious movie. We know the general premise of a Fast and the Furious movie, right? Like, right, right, at right. this point, it's like somebody has something. You want to get something. We need to get the thing back. We need to go get the thing. Anything. You know what I mean? It's usually like a like kind of like a chase, right? That's, like, yeah. the general story of it. It needs a car chase of some kind in the movie. It needs to be, like, you're trying to catch someone or they're trying to catch you, or, like, that's the whole premise of it. This, yep. it lays out exactly what, like, what's going to happen. Like, who, what, and, like, not where, when, but, like, who and what is happening. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. Idris Elba, you said you saw this. Well, I don't, I don't want to say it just in case so many people didn't see it, but he calls himself something. He refers to himself as wish... something, and then all of the headlines today, you you brought this up to me, and I was yep. like, oh, well, since you know, it's just because like he describes himself. Oh, there's one thing that I'm so fucking mad that I saw, that I won't forget that I saw, that is very, very relevant to us and I can't say it to you because I don't want to ruin it for you at all. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. But okay. there's like one tiny thing that doesn't matter to a lot of people, 
that is something that that we've talked about before and i just saw it happen and i was like motherfuck like i'm gonna ask one question and i i kind of want you to spoil it if i'm right okay is it about hobbs being gay no no okay absolutely not because i don't think that would be in the trailer but if that was it'd be like oh like i want to see this now i want to you know what i mean but like uh because that that's something that matters so much it's so much smaller than that even okay okay it's it's something that's like very minuscule that like a lot of people like it wouldn't bother them like i don't even think that like many people would notice it but it was something okay. that, like, I noticed immediately, and I was like, fuck! Like, it was just, like, a huge giveaway of something else that I was just like, god damn it. Like, it's something only we would notice, and I'm very disappointed that I saw it. That's a bummer. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a bummer. I mean, like, maybe it's a cool foreshadowing for some other things that are happening in the movie, but without getting too much into it, I'm, I'm sad that I saw that. Well, we're only three and a half months away, less than, from the movie coming out. We are going to do our little pre-hype episode in three months. I think if there's other trailers, I don't know. If, I, I can't tell you guys if I'm going to watch them or not. Because, like, that was our whole dilemma, because I was like, I don't want to watch trailers because I don't want it spoiled for me. And you said, and I ultimately agree with you, like, we should see it because this is what we do and we should know about it but at the same time we're not official spokespeople for the movies we don't need to know what's going on in the trailers don't there's something about the element of surprise and so i'm guessing there's probably gonna be one more i'm guessing there's gonna be one more too yeah yeah because there's still a lot of time left you know what i mean but and it was long dude it was like three and a half minutes of shit like remember like the super bowl one was like almost two minutes and you were like oh is it like a real two minutes and i'm like yeah dude it's like a full two minutes yeah. of movie yeah but i yeah. think that that one i like if you saw the first one even like that's way less i mean so we saw it you talk about it, it's like a lot more of like the character development like hobbs and shaw like the play back it's, intru- and forth. it's basically introducing who they are to people who don't know the movies yes it's that it's a lot of like them talking back and forth and, and use as knowing the characters we've never really seen them like as a team right so it was like more of like oh we're gonna give you a little hint that it's gonna be a little bit like jovial and like there's gonna be some some sparks there you know what yeah. i mean stuff like this this was like way more of the movie <laughs> like a lot full scenes like there was like a minute sequence that just like this is clearly a whole scene in the movie that like they just didn't cut anything out of i'm just worried because you know a week from tonight as we're recording this two days from today as we're as you're listening to this i'm going to see avengers endgame and like I, i'm, I'm you're guessing gonna see the either that movie yeah or something and like even if i look down and i don't pay attention i'm still gonna hear it and it's still yeah it's still gonna sink in a little bit you know what i mean i'm not gonna see the visuals but I'm gonna i don't know i think that if you don't beats. look at it you won't miss the thing that disappointed me most i, I don't even know if you'll I don't even know if that's the if the thing that I'm talking about is is going to bother anyone else besides me even. Well, that's what I'm wondering. That's cuz we've never watched one of these movies together. We will when Rachel joins us for lap 4 cuz we're going to watch it in person. Yeah. I mean, we might not even watch in person. We might watch separately and then just record together. I don't know. Who knows. But I want you to sort of like tap a tap on my shoulder if I don't get to be like that's what I was and I I want to know, you know what I mean? Like if I don't Oh, when we're in the theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thursday, August 1st. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'll i definitely tell you in the theater, like, or right after it, I'll be like, that was... And as soon as I see it, I'll remember, like, even I'm bad at remembering things, like, I'll see it and be like, that's what I was talking about. So email family at cageclub.me if you watch the trailer or chose not to. I want to hear what you have to say. Don't spoil things for us if you do, because I don't read the emails ahead of time. <laughs> I'm gonna be real mad. Um, he will really, but... really don't do it. That'd be really mean to Joey because, be like, so I'm kind of disappointed that I saw it. So, like, at least let one of us have the like the glory and of surprise, and also all the listeners too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could always stop reading it, but don't be that guy. Please don't. Just email the show if you did watch it. Let us know if you're disappointed. If you think it's not that big of a deal. 
Um, or if you didn't watch it, you know, give emotional support to the rest of us who are not watching the trailer. Yeah. And now, back to the show. Good luck editing this, Joey. First up, Joe, extracurricular activities. Okay. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Let me see what I've been doing. Okay, then if you're last thinking... Time we had, last time we had the big updates, right? You had, you had your Italy trip. I had nothing. Yeah. Uh, we last recorded two weeks ago exactly, Wednesday the 3rd. What have you been doing since that date? Two things. Yeah. One, you know, today's a sad day. Hockey's over for me. So, yes. RIP, Penguins, they're out. But last week, Friday night, I went to see the Penguins lose <laughs> at Nassau Coliseum against the Islanders. Uh-huh. Um, checked another stadium off my stadium tour. Oh, I thought you'd been there. You hadn't been there yet? No, because they played at Barclays, remember? They just oh, came back to right, Nassau right, this right, year. right, 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 Yes, yes, so yes. So I've now seen them play at Barclays and Nassau. I think I'm like okay. I'm about 12 stadiums deep or something at this point. I don't know. I have it on a map at, at work. But yeah, so I got to check off a new stadium. Uh, the fans were actually really cool. Some of the coolest that I've ever talked to or met, they were all like fun. Were there other Penguins fans there? Or no? Very, very few. A handful at the most. Like not that many. Usually like you know we travel really well and like most of their stadium games are like majority penguins fans yeah um but this one was like no penguins fans and but the fans that i all talked to were like super cool super friendly and i was like really happy with them and i hope that they go far because that's awesome they were like cool people they cool. impressed me so i was happy was the game sold out yeah okay it's a tiny arena too it's like thirteen thousand or something it's like oh way... okay wow yeah so that's why they don't want to like let them keep playing in nassau because they don't have the seating for it although that barclays has the seating but you can't see in half the seats and also people didn't care right like when they moved to barclays like nobody showed up yeah so i'm really curious how this next round's gonna go because they have to start playing all in barclays now and like the views are bad there's like literally sections that you sit in that you cannot see a net like you're just over a net like, you can't see one half of the rink, essentially. Yeah, that sucks. Really sucks. That's not good. Yeah, it's yeah. not good, but they, like, are going to make them play there. Meanwhile, Nassau's smaller, but, like, the fans were awesome. They were super loud, and it's, like, a really classic kind of feel. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's smaller, but it has, like, the nice bowl shape to it. It's really great. I, think, I just think it's funny and dumb and fitting that it doesn't work in Brooklyn that, like, the Islanders from Long Island are now playing in Brooklyn, and, like, it doesn't work. So maybe stick to your home. <laughs> yeah. And, the, like, and the fans were super, like, they, like, want the team back. You know what I mean? It's not like, <sighs> there's just, like, so much bullshit along with that. They wanted a new rink, and instead of them getting a new rink, they just moved. It's just a long hockey story for no reason. But anyways, they deserve to be back in Long Island, and the Long Islander fans were cool. So they're cool. My cool. thumbs up to them. I have not done a whole lot in the last two weeks. Like, I've, I've got some stuff coming up in the next two weeks that are that should be, in theory exciting cool so i could talk about that on the relap recap i saw in theaters i saw shazam which was okay i feel like i like shazam less than everybody else it's fine it's it's a it's fun but it's you know okay pet cemetery is not good okay not on my radar at all i saw i saw that it came out but i was just like these remake ones could go really bad so i also watched the uh, national championship game in in college basketball because if if texas tech had won i would have won 100 i would have come in second place in my pool i would have won 100 dollars $20 $20 buy-in, but Virginia won, so I only came in third. So I got my money back, so a whole month of watching basketball for nothing, but, you know, came out no worse for wear, yeah. so that's not bad. Not too bad. Last thing, and this is pretty much directly speaking to Miss Wes, I've, oh, right. I've gotten bread stuff down better. I've gotten way better at it. I think I've sent you some pictures of it, too, didn't I? Uh, I think so. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And it's, like, way crustier. My problem was humidity in the oven, like, it needs to be really humid. My bread making has come along, and I just bought some Italian sourdough starters That's awesome. that I'm growing now. I'm going to, like, you know, keep an Italian strain of sourdough 
going and make bread with that. So Cool. Yeah, so my bread stuff is coming along. I'm actually pretty proud of it. It comes out pretty good, so hopefully this works out too. We'll have Joe's Baking Corner on future episodes. I'm not a professional baker. I'm just a home baker. No, so if you want real baking, Stellar Bakes. Go to see Oh, West. here we go. How about this? Joe's ABC, Joe's Amateur Baking Corner. How about Amy's Baking Company? Okay. <laughs> Did you do you know this? No. Amy's. It's baking the one that company. it's like the worst episode of like Kitchen Nightmares ever. Oh. With this really yes. crazy lady. <laughs> yes. Where everything's homemade, but everything's also frozen and bought at Costco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that I was. I forgot really all about that. If you Google that, uh, the first thing that comes up is the Yelp. Yes. And it says Amy's Baking Company closed. Yeah, they finally closed. R.I.P. Amy's Baking Company. Amen. Uh, but Joe's Amy's Baking Company. Go for it. I want to hear about that sourdough. I want to eat that sourdough. I'll bring you some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told you I'll give you... Yeah. So I'll bring you some when I make a loaf. I'm, I just started the culture, so usually I have to give it about like a week of like feeding it and stuff like that to, to get it going and nice and healthy and happy. And so I'm on that tip right now. Hopefully in a couple weeks cool. I'll have some good breads coming out. Check in in two weeks on the Relap Recap. <laughs> Which is relapping and recapping Joe's Amateur Baking Corner ABC. I like it. Alright, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash too fast too forever. Shout out Cassie Wilson for supporting us over there. Thank you. If you want to get some merch, no no progress on the merch the last time, but it is coming. Stickers will be coming. That's that. Number two mailbag. Yes. Family at cageclub.me if you I'm want to excited. send us an email. Joe, four emails tonight. Cool. Good. Okay, who are they from? First up, Wes Hampton. Subject line, a couple of quick things. Hey, guys. Hello, Wes. This is not my regular email, so here we go. We got another Wes coming later, but this is not my regular email. I'm still listening to this week's episode, but I just ran across a few things today I thought you might enjoy. Tell me. Here you go. First, I got an email from the iOS game Fast and Furious Takedown, which I think he's messaged, uh, written us about Yeah, and before. I tried to play it. I, I, I put it on my phone. I'm really, dude, I've gotten so old for video games. Like, nothing holds my attention anymore like this. I played it to, like, try it out to do our due diligence, and I was like, Okay, and like after that first 20 minutes I played it that day, I was like, cool. And then I forgot about it, and it just was like way in the back of my app, so I forgot about it. But go ahead. He says, I haven't been playing it much lately, so it sounds like you. Yeah, makes sense. Because I got to the point where it's become really grindy, so I've kind of lost interest. The email I received included a minute and a half ad for the game that they made in partnership with Hot Wheels. It's kind of silly, but still looks fun. Here's the link, and he said this is a YouTube link, for Fast and Furious Takedown Helicopter Heist. So I'm going to put this link in here if you want to take a look at it. Are we going to watch it? I don't think I want to watch it. Okay. <laughs> nah. Fair. Shout out West, though. No, I mean, like, we could watch it eventually. I thought we were going to, like, watch it and talk about it. But... Oh, no, I was just saying if you want to watch it while I read to you, but okay. it's up to you. Yeah, I'll put, I'm will put. i going to put it on, and I'll make some comments about it. Okay. Good. I also came across this video on the FNF subreddit. It looks like it was during the press tour for Fast and Furious 6, and the gist is a Singapore press guy is asking some of the cast to guess normal car prices in Singapore. Oh. I spent a month in Singapore for work oh, cool. back in 2008. That's really cool. And it's crazy how expensive it is to not only buy a car, but just to drive there. Yes. I know this only because um, Bourdain talked about it on, like, Parts Unknown or No Reservations, one of these shows. He was in Singapore, and, like, everybody has, like, scooters or bikes because it's, like, exponentially more expensive to have a car or, like, a parking spot, you know? It's partly to encourage using public transportation because Singapore Genius. is so small and densely populated. Genius. But a weird side effect is we see all these crazy expensive supercars like Lamborghinis and Ferraris just parked on the street all over the place. Yeah, because you have tons of parking. I guess it's a sign of wealthier. 
Yeah. The eight, that's where that's really Crazy Rich Asians was, right? Yes. Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. So there are some crazy rich cars and nice cars in that one. I guess it's a sign of wealth here. Over there, it's an even crazier sign of wealth. And rich people got to show off. So if you want to find on YouTube, FNF stars guess Singapore, Singapore car prices. The the still for this is Michelle Rodriguez looking Shock. stunned. Yeah, she looks That this, like, what looks like a Toyota Camry is 90 grand in, in U.S. equivalent. So I've heard about that. And that's actually really, it's a really good idea but the disproportional side effect is that rich people are like, oh, it's so easy to drive here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, well, fuck you too for not having traffic or like, and always having parking for your supercar. You know, like, asshole, thanks. Yeah. Like, I do think that you should use more public transportation and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck those rich people too, so. Fuck those rich people too. And last is a picture I also saw on the FNF subreddit. I've been avoiding as much of the Avengers Endgame lead-up as I can. Same. That a boy Wes, following like me. So believe it or not, I haven't seen any of those actual posters, which I saw. They're not really spoilers. They're kind of... Have you seen these posters, Joe? Do you know about the posters? Yeah, they're like the end. They're like all the single-shot ones. Yeah. I've seen them, but I haven't, like, looked at them because... Like, like you said, like Wes said, like I'm not trying to see anything about it. Well, so spoiler, I mean, I, it's not specific spoilers for these because I won't say one way or the other, but like spoilers for Infinity War first. So if you haven't watched Infinity War, skip ahead 30 seconds. But at the end of Infinity War, when Thanos snaps and half the universe disappears, yeah. the posters are either in full color if the character is still alive okay. or in black and white-ish if the character has been snapped. Okay. So it's not really spoilers because it's just a matter you of should who you know. know is there or not. Yeah. And right? if you're caught up, you're caught up. So. And so most of them, like, you know, there's like 40 posters or something like that. Like, I feel like 35 of them or something, like some really high percentage we knew from the movie. Yeah. But there were a couple that people were like, I'm not sure because we don't see one way or the other. So we know that some people are alive. And some people are not. So okay. it's not really spoilers. It's not like, oh, here's what's going to happen to Captain America or whatever. But yeah, 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 um, I get it. I understand if you want to know nothing. But even I was just like, I'll take, I'll take a look. Whatever he says, I haven't seen any of these actual posters, but I have seen this "Avenge the Fallen" meme going around. This is my favorite one so far. So he sends this one, "Avenge the Fallen," just a picture. Let me see. Don't wait, wait, hold on. Let me open it. Let me open it. Let me open it. Oh, yeah, Han for sure. It's just it's a sad one. It is, and he should be just in black and white because he's because he snapped right. He should be. Yeah. Okay. That is a good meme, though. Shout out, Wes. Thank you for emailing in. We'll get to Wes's longer, bigger, more detailed email in a little bit. Cool. But these are some cool links and stuff, so... Yeah, those were awesome. Check those out. I watched the uh, video for the game, and it looks fun. Like, I, I'm just, I just enjoy all the Fast and Furious stuff. I think we've mentioned it before. Joey got me the Hot Wheels for my birthday last year. I think they made another set of Hot Wheels. If they like, did, I'm going to get them. Like, I think they're cool. I opened those. I don't think, I don't know if I said this, but I got, I picked up my mail and I went to get my car wash because there's like, I got like a free car wash coupon or whatever. So I was just like in the middle of a car wash waiting for my car to get through the thing. And I'm just like unpacking Hot Wheels inside because I was like, I got nothing else. I mean, just why not? And so I'm just like taking the cars out, putting them everywhere. And people are looking at me like, what is going on? I do like that you went through the car wash in your car. No, I didn't. I had to, I had to be taken out like that. You can't, you know. You're not allowed to ride in it anymore? I don't think so. I want to. I'm always just like scared that you're like. You're in Jersey where you can't even pump your own fucking gas. So I'm always like, I want to go in the car wash. And they're like, okay, like right through that door. And I'm like, oh, like you didn't even ask me if I wanted to stay in the car. Like, just let me ride in it like a, like a small child. But yeah. Okay. I just put that uh, Han picture on our Facebook page. Yes. You can take a look at it. Next email from our boy, our new boy, Wells Lamont. Wells. What's up, brother? Taking the first bite of barbecue is definitely worth having to say grace, is the subject line. Okay, true. He says, answering your questions, how did I go about watching episodes out of order, and did I listen... Did I learn anything watching episodes backwards? I started this journey at episode one, lap one, and ran through all of them until lap two started. 
Then I decided to stop there and start from the end and work my way back. Okay. I did this because I figured I was going to write you guys multiple times, so I have to keep up with your latest episodes. Cool. I definitely listened to the newest episode immediately upon release. Thank you for that. Awesome. I'm not sure if I'm learning anything watching it backwards that I wouldn't have if I started from the beginning, but it is cool to see how far the podcast has come and the direction it went from lap one. That's cool. That's cool. We're growing. We're getting better, maybe. Yeah, awesome. Only problem is I need to take notes if I'm ever going to remember specifics. Also, let me clarify that six is amazing. Fast Furious 6 is amazing. Yeah. And better than two, but two is too nostalgic for me to bump down. I love two, too. That, like, you heard my rankings, like, two has some yeah. nostalgia for me that, like, I can't get, get it out of my head, so. At least... At this time in my life, my list could easily be 5, 3, 6, 1, 2, 7, 4. Also, I rewatched 4, which I hadn't seen in a while, in parentheses, unlike the rest that are constantly in rotation. Amen. And I enjoyed it more than I ever have. So did we. My love only grows for these movies, just like us. Yeah, I agree. 4 is a darker film, and it's all about revenge, with no funny Tej or Roman comedy relief. They do recruit more family in 4, but it stays where it stays on my list. 7 is the same. I love 7. I just rewatched it, and it's fantastic, but there's not enough people's champ in it. He had such a <laughs> diminished role, and he's kind of my favorite character. Hobbs almost makes it cool to be on that side of the law. Anyway, seven stays where it stays. I now watch these movies with more of a purpose, and it's added a certain element of surprise and intrigue that may have been lost after the 500th time viewing these films. So thanks to Too Fast, Too Forever for that. Awesome. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's what we, that's the kind of, you, you, stumbled upon what kind of brought us to here to begin with like as we watch these and we see them again you always find something new and fun to think about and we'll tell you all about it when we see them again and we'll we'll tell you all about it when we see them again amen um i'm glad that you wrote in again though and i hope that you keep liking the episodes i think there's more email there's there's more in his email fuck continue sorry he's got a lot more in his email okay a few things i want to say before i'm done Han is hella different in Tokyo Drift than he is in 4, 5, and 6. Really? He's the leader and subtle badass. Pretty much he's the guy in that movie. Okay. He's cocky, but with morals. 4, 5, and 6, he's still got swag, but it's not the same, quote, take charge, Tokyo Han. It's the, quote, I'm playing my small role in this team, Han. Yeah. Han is coming back in 9 or 10, I can feel it, crossed fingers emoji. I hope so. Yeah, I guess he kind of has to take a backseat to Dom. Like, there can't be two Doms. Like, even though he's, like, Tokyo Dom, he can't be Dom when Dom is around. This is maybe explicit. Well, I'll, I'll, well, I'll, put, it, I'll put it in there. Reading verbatim, No knees Denise to me always meant she didn't give BJ's, she only did anal. I have no <laughs> idea if that's correct, though. <laughs> that's a, that was a wild new take. Um, <laughs> we could throw that in the mix of possibilities. But, <laughs> but thank you for sharing, and thanks for the laugh. No, that's closer to what I was imagining, but sure. It's just, it's a very specific point of view. Just butt stuff. She just yeah, butt just stuff. butt stuff. In 7, Dom and Sean are seen talking in the parking garage, and things are said back and forth, which leads Dom to ask Sean, who says American muscle can't drift? And they put in all capital letters, why TF, why the fuck, didn't they have Dom drifting? Exactly. Angry face emojis and head exploding emoji, I think. Or no, head sniffing or exhaling steam from his nose emoji. Yeah furious just imagine that for a moment let's have a moment of silence for the death of something that never was that should have been that hopefully still could be in future movies anyway i'm overreacting but if you think about it i'm really not Nah, i don't think so right before brian drives out of the plane in seven he says quote just when you thought we couldn't get any crazier he was talking to us the fans with that line love that i think so too yeah good point just when you thought we couldn't get any crazier he's like yeah like fast and furious is really gonna (laughs) 
see some shit. Like, that's, yeah, I get it. When Dom bucks his charger and bumps Ramsey off the hood and into his sunroof, it's epic. It is. I love the facts and tidbits you all bring to us. I would never have known any of these behind-the-scenes anecdotes or production secrets. So again, I thank the Joes of Too Fast, Too Forever for extra details. Cool. Well, we're just getting into it because we've been saving so much extra shit to drag this out as long as possible. So forever, forever. Thank you, uh, thank you, Wells, for writing. We got a lot of we names. We got West. We got Wells. Oh yeah, Joe and Joe. Next email, new listener, Joe. No, damn, seriously? Dan Lamar. Subject line, love you guys. Wow, okay. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the What's up, bros? I recently found your pod and can't get enough. I'm a machinist, a husband, a dad, and an all-around guy. And a podcast listener. And a guy with good taste, may I That's awesome, dude. I think we would be best friends in real life. I love the Fast and Furious franchise. Hate so much, love so much, etc. You know how it is. But yeah, I don't really have Twitter, but I can imagine I will email again because I have lots to say. I'm going through in order. So I'm in lap one and just finished four. I think he's listening to our episodes in order. Okay. Oh, cool. So he's like, he's early too, huh? He's early. Good. I know I have quite the journey before me, but I work a night shift so I can knock out several a night. Oh, cool. That's a lot of us. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I would not want to, you know, when I when record this and I, and I edit it back, I'm like, oh boy, I talk a lot on these things. <laughs> yeah, you do. Love your guys' insights and opinions. I've literally laughed out loud. The first film came out when I was in high school. It was everything and I raced everyone. My buddy Chris and his Ford Escort wagon and me and my Dodge Colt would straight tear it up and quote Fast and Furious constantly. Good times? Was I a loser? Well, LOL. (laughs) I don't think so. My friend had a... What did my friend... No, he didn't have an Escort. He had like a probe or something. But that's cool. Okay. We once drove to Nopi in Atlanta. N-O-P-I. Do you know what that is? Nopi in... uh, Probably like some car meetup or something. I'm guessing like... yeah, something. Um, no, but it's I don't know Nopi, what it is. Nopi Nationals is a national super show. Okay. So, super show in Myrtle Beach Speedway. So, it's uh, just crazy fancy cars. Okay. The one that I always know about is SEMA because uh, Zach's cousin always goes to SEMA, which is like the big like car parts one, and they have like a huge tuner division there, too. Gotcha. It's like all aftermarket parts for cars. Well, also OEM, but yeah, it's car parts. Okay. Okay. We went to the Nopi in Atlanta and got to take pictures with the skyline with the door on the wrong side and everything. That was cool. R.I.P. Paul Walker, for sure. I always pour out a Corona mainly because they suck, but, you know, for the buster. <laughs> if we like beers, you know, you gotta drink some Corona sometimes for the family. I now live in Central California with lots of straightaways to race other oh. soccer dads whose egos just can't take a rev <laughs> and appeal from a stoplight. I don't really, quote, yes, I don't, quote, really, quote, street race, but it's fun to get other people's feathers ruffled. It is, yeah, I agree. That's pretty cool. He's just living that life of, uh... Brian, Dad oh, Brian. Brian in Fury 7, yeah. Exactly, with the van. That's exactly what I was picturing. Well, I feel like a fanboy going on and on, but your pa is really getting me through a suck-ass shift at work, so thanks. Well, you're welcome. And I understand that you love these movies, but there's so many more episodes of us if you want to... <laughs> I mean, if you catch up on all these, we got 35 episodes of Zack Attack. If you like Zack Efron movies, it's, we got like, mean, 13 it, about Ryan Gosling and 13 <laughs> about Channing Tatum, so... The, I mean, they're all not the same thing, but... Pretty but similar. they're the same thing. They're pre- yeah, I mean... It's the same thing about different things. Exactly. So just pick a movie that you might have seen or liked, and if you want to get through a sucky shift, I promise 
we're doing the same bullshit there. Stick with us. I'm glad that you, that's awesome. I'm really happy yeah. that you wrote in too. So he says, I play a game and maybe you guys would like to play and Ooh. maybe you will mention it on the pod. Ooh. Of course, why not? Yeah. We, you wrote in. We can read it out loud. If you want to get read out loud, family at cageclub.me. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to, but basically you try to name the make and model. This is a game that I would not be good at. <laughs> okay. You try to name the make and model of the car in the opposite lane as quickly as you can. Sounds easy, oh. but it gets crazy, especially if you're going very fast. On the highway, yeah. He says, not really a highway game, but running kids to school breaks up the monotony. Prius Explorer, some kind of Mazda, some kind of BMW, GMC uh. something, LOL. I only give myself a half a point if I can just get the make, but it's fun and challenging, especially in different light. Headlights and grills are pretty unique once you start paying attention. It's, yeah, very true. Zach and I kind of play this game together when, when he's driving, He's always looking in the opposite lane and always be like, oh, damn, Ferrari. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever we see. Like, we do, you know, randomly see Ferraris. He'll be like, oh, that's that new Corvette. Because he notices this a lot. So I think that he's playing it with himself a lot of the time. And then I'm just, like, covering my side that we're passing. (laughs) But, yeah. But, no, that is a cool game. And I... Like, I think I unconsciously do this to an extent, but uh, I could actively do it. I'm down. Yeah, just next time you uh, drive here or next time you drive on a long ride with Rachel, just play the game. And she'd be like, what are you doing? Be like, listen to the pod, baby. <laughs> exactly. He says, all right, we'll try naming cars as fast as you can, and maybe I will hear about it on the pod. It's a challenge. Until next time, your friend, Dan. I'll try to put it into practice this week, Dan, and I'll get back to you on how hard it was. Well, we have to relap recap that, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Final email tonight from Wes. Subject line, Master of My Fate. Oh. What up, fam? Great episode about a very sad movie last time. It's funny, but it only just hit me when you guys are discussing it. I'm really going to miss Mike on the show after this lap. Oh, we need to tell him. Wes. Okay. Wes. Oh, actually, so I've been watching, because it's short, and I just sort of want something to half watch while I work. I've been watching Nailed It. Have you ever watched Nailed It on Netflix? No. So oh, Nailed no, it you know what? I did show... watch it. Is it the baking one that they have to do, like, the, the shitty The crazy bake? cakes, and they're amateur bakers, and they're all terrible? Yes, I um, did watch it. Nicole Byer. Uh, we were watching it on Netflix in Italy, like, you know, late at night when we were, like, done. It was something yeah. that we would watch. Go ahead. It's just mindless. It's mindless fun. Totally and Nicole mindless. Byer's funny, and, yeah. like, it's, you know, and Jacques, her co-host, is great. Anyway... I just realized that's a show about baking, and the production assistant or whatever, like the producer, the one that Nicole Byer always hits on, his name is Wes. And so it's a show Ah. about baking with Wes in the background, so just like Wes's real life. That's cool. I like that, yeah. I know he's not part of the mailbag section, so tell him I said hi, and he's been a real, and he's been a great guest. We will. We've told Mike a couple times to listen to the opening, because he gets shout-outs a bunch. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if he does or not, but Mike, are you listening? Email us, (laughs) familyagaysclub.me. Yeah, why don't you write in, Mike? He says, if you ever decide to bring in a permanent third chair, we will never do that. He would be an excellent choice, which I agree with. If we ever did it to a third, he'd absolutely be at the top of yeah, the list. Yeah, Mike, Mike would be, like, number one choice, for sure. Well, number one, Vin Diesel. Number two, <laughs> The Rock. Paul Walker. Number three, Paul, R.I.P. R.I.P. But, but then Mike, Mike is, like, on the Mike. short list. He's definitely yeah. on the short list. I hope you guys enjoyed Fate of the Furious more this time around. I did. We'll get into that later. It's not the best, but it still has some fun moments. I was thinking about it recently, and unfortunately, I think part of the problem with this movie is the same problem I have with a lot of movie franchises now, especially the MCU. Everybody knows too much about the process of making the movie. So many Endgame or MCU Phase 4 predictions are based on actor contracts and film announcements and things like that, so it's impossible to go into a movie with no expectations. It severely lowers the stakes in a lot of plots. Even if you don't seek out the stuff, it's constantly everywhere and impossible to avoid. True. I think 
F8 had a similar problem where the feud between Vin Diesel and The Rock may have brought some publicity, but it also overshadowed the movie and now the franchise as a whole. It makes some awkward scenes even more noticeable and, and put a lot of external pressure on a movie that people are already eager to pick apart as the first one, aside from three, without Paul Walker. True. But on the other hand, this same problem with the filmmaking process being so transparent, it's also what made Furious 7 so poignant knowing that, like, it was Paul Walker's last movie and that there was all this behind-the-scenes stuff and everything, right? Yeah, fair. So I guess it could be a double-edged sword. Anyway, enough ranting. Here are my new episode observations. Okay. I think that's a really good point, though, because, like, we're a week away from Endgame. Endgame comes out on Thursday night as you're listening to this. Yeah. Disney just announced the Disney Plus streaming service, and then we know that there's going to be, like, a WandaVision series. There's going to be a Loki series. There's going to be a Hawkeye series. Really? People are like, oh, I guess those people live. But, like, they also could be back in time. Like, I don't know anything, because I'm going in as blind as I can, but, like, Hawkeye could die in Endgame, and he could still have a series about him, the leading up to it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always have to be... It is it is tough. The most bullshit thing about Marvel is that like they're like already running trailers for the new Spider-Man. That wasn't their choice. They wanted to keep that. They didn't want to put it next. Apparently that was Sony's decision. It's still fucking stupid like I know. So so in the world in which we live again spoilers for Infinity War, but Spider-Man is dead. Yeah. And he was snapped. So he's not in Endgame or at least not in the beginning of Endgame until they unsnap people or whatever, right? And yet we know this July New Spider-Man movies coming out. Like, yeah, like, in Spider-Man's months, not dead. Yeah. So, like, he can't be dead. But, like, he was never going to be dead, but still, like, we, it, it's just annoying. So there's another show on our network, a newer show, HTML, Husbands Talking More or Less, yeah. where Kevo and Nico are going through the MCU, they're starting off, and then they're going to transition to other stuff. But they talked about how, like, Marvel didn't want to have Far From Home be the first movie. They wanted to do a Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, or something. They want to have some other movie there, and then, like, because Spider-Man was gone after Infinity War, right? And so... It is just weird to see, like, he's he looks totally normal and fine and everything in the trailer. It's, just it's annoying. It's frustrating. I, I, I agree. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's this constant, incessant promo in the, like, the speed at which they come out that they have to do this. Yep. And I get that they have to do it and, like, milk it and make as much money as possible. But at the same time, it's like, Jesus, like, you're just ruining shit by doing this. So you lose some of it. Yeah, definitely. The more I think about the No Knees Denise topic, again, Wes writing in No Knees Denise will never die. <laughs> Apparently not. We might have to have a No Knees Denise lap at some point. <laughs> I wish it was I wish it was like a through line now. Like in more than the, just like one movie quickly. The more I think about the No Knees Denise topic, the more confused and unsure I feel. I mean, What's now up? that we know Wells' take, I mean, maybe you're going to be even more confused. Who knows? Yeah. At this point, the only thing I know for sure is that it's meant to be a slight against Roman, which we all agree about. Yeah, we agree. And he takes offense to it. That's it. No, that's true. Like, Wes got down to, like, the logical basis of this. The only two truths we know are that it's it's a slight against Roman and that he's offended by this comment. That's the only thing that we can be for sure of. I actually searched for Chris Morgan on Twitter to ask him directly since he probably wrote that scene, but it doesn't look like he has one. On the one, so we have a, we have a new goal in life: get a hold of Chris Morgan and be like, "What's up with Donnie's Denise?" <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. On the one hand, this whole discussion makes me think: no matter what the answer is, I won't feel good about it because it's almost certainly a regrettable and degrading comment about this girl Roman dated. But on the other hand, the mystery. So I like <laughs> I like the optimism there. I hope that we don't find out what Donnie's Denise means because it could be something really dumb, and then we'll all just be let down, and we spent like forty five minutes. Also, if minutes. we have an answer, we can never have a discussion about it again. True. 
yeah, then we'll just be like, oh, no, it means this. And then it's just lame. Like, we can't keep, like, it, butt stuff. It could be butt stuff right now, but we just don't know. It's probably not butt stuff, but maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. That deleted scene with Letty and Giselle that you mentioned is pretty good. I can see why it got cut. Maybe next lap. So next lap, we're going to do sort of some fill-in episodes. We're going to do uh, Turbocharged and Los Bandoleros. Maybe I'll also yes. watch the deleted scenes, too, and see what's going on there. Because I love the idea. I love knowing that there's Fast and Furious stuff out there that has been, like, professionally made that I haven't seen yet. Like, it's exciting to know that it's out there, you know what yeah, I mean? So like fan Maybe fiction. next lap. Exactly. I can see why it got cut, because the process of Letty recovering her memories isn't really explored in this already very long movie, and that's primarily what the scene is about, but it's worth looking up. If I remember correctly, I think it's supposed to take place after she runs away from Race Wars, but I could be wrong. It just mm. adds a little wrinkle to Letty's story. I'm excited that we're finally getting to the point where, like, we can watch all the... Yeah. The background stuff, because, I mean, like... I think we I'm getting solid, could, but no, we always could. But I'm saying I think I'm getting solid in the like the basis of the movies, like to where you know you were talking to Rachel today, and she said they kind of all blend together, and I'm like, no, after this lap, like I have firm structure to like yeah. what movie, like you know what I mean? Like my brain's like, oh no, that's definitely this one or this one. Yep. And we're sitting there, it's really weird. Like I'll be talking to my friends, and they'll be like, yeah, it's like that one Fast and Furious. I'm like, oh five, and they're like, what? And I'm, like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll just mention something, and I'll just be like, yeah, it's definitely this movie. And they're like, no, and I'm like, promise you, it's in that one. <laughs> like, At some point, you're going to be like, it's an hour and seven minutes and 11 seconds in. Uh, Dom turns to the camera and says, <laughs> exactly. I got you, babe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but they're like, really? I'm like, there's no person, like, I shouldn't be the one that you're arguing this with. Like... <laughs> Ronda Rousey's a badass and seems like a nice enough person, but I've never seen her give a good acting performance. Ever. My first experience seeing her on screen was The Expendables 3, which I think I saw and I forget 100% of. I I think I forget 100% of all three Expendables movies? I don't know. Fair. He says, and I really, really wanted her to do well and become a new kick-ass action star, but it was just hard to watch. I agree. Just like her wrestling, dude. Failure. It's just, it's a bummer. Yeah, no, I'm rooting for it. Like, I wish she's, like, a really great WWE star. They're trying to make her one. Like, I'm all for the, you know, strong women in the WWE women's movement, but, like, God, she's just so painful to watch all the time. I wonder how much of her decision to become this crossover star is her. How much is, like, her agent, how much is just, like, oh, this is just what you do next. Like, she did the MMA thing, was the greatest in the world for a while, lost and sort of, you know, lost her title there. But then you sort of have to think, like, well, what's next? And it's this crossover into acting and WWE and all this different stuff. And maybe she never wanted that. Because I feel like if she wanted that, maybe that would that's where her life would have gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she would have taken acting classes or, you know, had, like, if, if the stuff in, like, Fighting With My Family where they have these, like, wrestling schools or whatever yeah, you go like to. Yeah, NXT and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I love picking apart the timeline of movies almost as much as I love picking apart time travel mechanics in movies. It's a weird sort of paradox where I relish breaking down the properties I enjoy the most because I love them so much. I want to know Wes's favorite time travel movies. Primer is great. Um, yeah. Time Crimes is great. Looper is good. Looper's good. Yeah, let us know. Family at cageclub.me. Wes or anybody else. What's your favorite time travel movies? Ooh. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's almost like I want to know everywhere they went wrong so I can get a handle on just how unrealistic their world is and understand it better. That being said, their timeline is real loose. But I agree, Elena had to have been pregnant during the opening scene, so Hobbs technically saved two lives that night. Ooh. Good point. Yeah. I didn't consider that. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of the opening, I always assumed Hobbs was sweating more than usual while doing paperwork because he had just gotten done with the workout. All the clues are there. Pristine white towel over his shoulder. Ah. Too tight Under Armour shirt without sleeves. As opposed to the ones with tiny cap sleeves he normally wears. Cargo pants. Combat boots. You know, 
normal workout stuff. <laughs> I do like a world in which like he works out and his like casual like let me get to work clothes is cargo pants and combat boots. Like not <laughs> you know sweats and like like flip flops or whatever. Just like you know like combat boots and cargo pants. This is, he's, this is he's how like, I get comfortable. He's like, when I put sleeves on, that means I'm at work. When I don't yeah. have sleeves on, that means I'm not at work. <laughs> Little sleeves or no sleeves. Exactly. Um, I won't spoil your necklace tracking lap, which is next lap, but I can verify that they do show exactly how Owen came to be in possession of the necklace in Fast Furious. Why okay. he's holding it in his hospital bed, I can't say, but at least you know why he had it. Okay, okay. We talked a little bit about watching background characters and how much it changes the movie. There used to be a podcast that ended a few months ago called I Was There Too, which, for the record, was one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Okay. Um, he got to episode 100, and he just stopped doing it. But Matt Gorley, which he talks about, is a great... He's super funny, but he's also a great interviewer. Like, it's just awesome. It's about uh, interviewing the background characters of movies, uh, not like the stars extras. or everything, but just, you know, people who were there to talk about the great scenes of film, uh, in cinema history. That's really cool. How does he, like, know these people or find them? So he started off, like, you know, he, he talked to Paul F. Tompkins, who's a friend and a fellow comedian, about being in There Will Be Blood. He talked to Paul Rust about being in Inglorious Bastards. He would have this thing at the end of every episode where he would talk about... If you can connect me to someone who does this kind of thing, you can sit in, in you can sit in the studio while I interview them. So like, you know, my aunt was whoever in whatever, or like my neighbor or this okay. guy I know or whatever, and it just sort of connects that way. And then I think because as the show became more and more popular, yes, because it was on Earwolf, uh, I think just people like he never had like huge names, but he had people that he was like so like his dream guest was the woman who was down in the well in Silence of the Lambs. Okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So he finally, like, the last episode, he interviewed her, and it was, like, this, like, sort of real big release or whatever. Like, he's just like, this is this is my dream guest. He also interviewed everybody pinnacle. on the bus in Speed. Okay. He interviewed a bunch of people in the movie Aliens. Like, he's just, like, it's all these, like, really cool, That's like, really huge cool. movies, yeah. little actors. That's awesome. No small parts, just small actors. Amen. But these are all great actors. Okay, he says, Concept was interviews with actors who had small roles in big scenes or movies. Some of the best examples are the woman with the baby carriage from the train station scene in The Untouchables, or Phil Lamar as Marvin in Pulp Fiction. That was a really good episode where he's just like, I was just standing there as Samuel L. Jackson is screaming at me. <laughs> it was really That's good. awesome. The host, Matt Gorley, is one of the best celebrity interviews I've ever heard. And he talked a lot about how watching these movies to prepare for the show, but focusing on one specific character in a scene, or especially their entire arc, if they were in the whole in the whole movie, is kind of crazy and really change your perspective on a film. Ever since then, I tend to focus a lot more on background actors and background action because sometimes you can get blessed with a truly weird or wonderful thing most people probably would never have noticed. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, you know, pumping the fists and whatever, just like, what is happening in this movie? You know what I mean? Like, I, I was also thinking for a future lap, so you could do like a character lap, but I don't know if there's any character that's in all the movies, but just be like, Hector. okay, this lap, we're only, we're ex- like trying to focus exclusively on like, I don't think there's anybody that's in every There's episode. not. Yeah. But we could, we could maybe come up with like pairings of people who like could cover all eight or something. Who knows? But you know. Yeah. You mentioned Jason Statham couldn't do Fast and Furious 6 because of other filming commitments according to IMDb. The two films he was working on were Blitz and Parker. As I've mentioned, I'm a big fan, and he's what brought me back into the Fast and Furious family. I've slowly been making my way through his filmography, and coincidentally, I sort of watched both of those last weekend. Hmm. Blitz I'd seen before and didn't realize until halfway through the movie, so it was, clearly it was very memorable. as a joke. Yeah. Uh, Parker is actually pretty good and surprisingly bloody, Plus, Jason Statham does a pretty bad Texas accent for part of it, and that's always fun. He has fun. a Texas accent? I remember, I think I watched Parker. I think, is Parker with Jennifer Lopez? I think, like, there's a couple of these movies that I really like that Jason Statham did recently. Like, Mike was talking about the mechanic movies. Yeah. Jason Statham has made some, like, real, real bad movies lately, but he's also made some, like, really good, and, like, they all kind of go unnoticed. Like, they're all... That's cool. 
not straight to VOD, but just like sort of not marketed well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I had to turn it off about 30 minutes left, and I haven't been able to finish it yet, and it's really bugging me. That's it for this episode. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on what is maybe the most consistent entry in the series. Until next time, stay furious. Well, thank you, Wes, for writing in. I appreciate your email, and hopefully now you know that no needs to nieces about butt stuff. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Family at cageclub.me. Thank you, uh, Dan. Dan, for writing in. Thank you, Wells. Thank you, Wes. We'll be back in two weeks for the Relap Recap. Get your email read on there, family at cageclub.me. Okay, before we take a break, before we bring in Mike. Yes. On the streets, is there any news that you have about the Fast and Furious, the world of the Fast and Furious? We have the new trailer coming out tomorrow as we're recording this. Anything else you've seen that you want to talk about? Dwayne The Rock The Rock Johnson made Time's Top 100 list. Of most influential people? Yeah. It seems like, wait, let's see. Yeah, 100 most influential people of 2019. So our man, Luke Hobbs, is uh, very influential. Cool. I mean, no denying that. Yeah. I'm going to also do our segment here, Rock the Vote. We're going to search on Google Dwayne Johnson President. Top story that comes up is the Time 100 list of most influential people. Beach, so yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. Also, search The Rock President. There's a <laughs> there's a uh, story from the National Review running for president for fun and profit, which I think was what you know someone who was elected did, and then <laughs> actually got elected, and things <laughs> went awry. He has a, well, he has a shot. Then that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The Rock is lovable, man. And plus, he could like arm, I want to see him like arm wrestle like Trudeau something right oh yeah like... and, and get crushed <laughs> that's a... <laughs> yeah i'm just saying like i want to see him arm wrestle some of these people i think it'd be pretty funny new lap observations last thing on this lap before we take a break i've got a bunch of things i'm gonna talk about later let me see if i can pick up one do you have something that you want to talk about now something quick to get off your chest before we bring in mike i wanted to say that i have a new lap observation that ties into my drinking a lot which is like i was as i was watching it this time i was wondering how hobbs got into jail like, why is Hobbs in jail? I think they got busted. I think they all they all got busted. But why is Hobbs in jail? Uh, and Hobbs is like, it's just Hobbs in jail with Jason Statham. At the soccer game, that guy comes up who Hobbs threatens to kick in the Tay-Tay. Yeah. And he says, you know, if you get busted here, you go to prison. And so maybe because he said that, he had to get arrested? I don't, I don't know. Or the other alternative is that he's such a stand-up guy that, like, the cops showed up. He didn't want to run from the cops. Fair. That scene came on, and I was like, how do we get, how do I get here? You know what I mean? I didn't know. That was my new lab observation. I was like, I love this fight scene, but, like, how did we ever wind up here? Maybe Mike knows better. I don't know. I don't think it shows. I don't think they show. He just, he just goes to jail. Because that whole Berlin scene is, like, them escaping, right? But it's just, like, we don't see the, like, the action. We just see the getaway. Like, it's all just, like, this is what's happening. We need to get from point A to point G or whatever and just skip all everything in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. My my new theory about why I don't like this movie as much as the rest of them, and I think this is something we talked about. Aren't you gonna save this part to talk about? No, because it's not. It's not. It's not a a wholly new thought. But you know, every episode this lap for the uh, post on CageClub.me and our first social media posts, I've been getting a picture of two people in a car. Right? Like it's always the ride along because Mike is with us. We're just pretending that we're driving him around. Whatever. There's only two scenes in this entire movie where there's two people in a car. Ramsey doesn't drive, so Ramsey always gets driven around. But it's Tej and Ramsey, or at the end, it's Letty and Ramsey. And at the end, in that same scene where Letty is driving Ramsey around the ice, after Roman loses his car, The Rock or Hobbs is driving him around. At no other point in this movie is are two people in a car, which is not a bad thing on its own. No. But we've talked about in the past how this movie feels so much like 
that ride that we went on in Orlando, which was cool, but it was clearly like everybody did their part separately and they stitched it all together. But there's not really, it doesn't feel like a sense of family here. And not just because Dom's not part of it, but it feels like it's just so widely people not filming scenes together, which we know uh, Vin Diesel and, and The Rock didn't film scenes together. Yeah. But it just feels like everything about this is like, there's no sense that they were ever in the same room. Like the camera shots, the angles, the way that people are just getting from place to place, it just feels everything is so separated. And I feel like that is a very sort of specific articulation of what I don't like about this. Like, I like the mo- I like the movie more than I ever have, but it feels like more clearly to me than ever that they're not all together. That's a good observation, yeah. It doesn't feel familial to me, not as familial as some of the other ones do, that's for sure. And like we've talked about it before, like that's why I didn't want to really say it, because it's not like a, a, gr- a brand new idea, but it's just like this clearer, like when I was finally looking for a picture, it's like it never happens. Like yeah. it just doesn't happen which is uh, sort True. of annoying. But anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll bring in the Mikester for his final. We're, we're approaching our destination. It's up here on the right in about 90 minutes. But <laughs> uh, we will bring him in, talk about Fate of the Furious, and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever, the podcast about Fast and Furious, forever. This is some episode in the 30s. 30, exactly. Oh, cool. Uh, Fate of the Furious, the final ride with the Mikester. And this episode is brought to you by Semantic Corporation. Semantic is an American software company headquartered in Mountain View, California, the United States. The company provides cybersecurity software and services. Semantic is a Fortune 500 company and a member of the S&P 500 Stock Market Index. The company has also developed centers in Pune, Chennai, and Bangalore. Cool. Shout out, Semantic. Thank you for protecting this podcast from Cypher. Exactly. Yeah. And then our cars... And our computers. With us today, as he has been the last seven episodes, and I made the joke before we, uh, I think I made it last episode too, but maybe before we took the break, but Mike, your your destination is approaching on the right here in about 90 minutes. Uh, We've got the Mikester. Hello, Mikester. Hey, everybody. Can I just say one thing? It's, uh, I just got to say, raise up a cup for all my day ones, two middle fingers for the haters. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I just had to get that out. I was hoping this was just going to turn into karaoke. That's way more lyrics than I know, I can tell you that much. You put the good in the good in the good life. (laughs) You're supposed to sing that at the end, though. Like, that's our outro music, because that's how the movie ends. I mean, I might forget. I just had to get it out. But thank you guys so much for having me back. Well, you know, we've already talked about this movie with you over on our Watch the Throne podcast. I mean, we had a very very narrow focus, but we've already talked about The Fate of the Furious once already. So this is now a a retread of our our podcast that is entirely a retread so yeah well we, there's that whole chunk we don't need to talk about really the cypher stuff we you guys you know Amen. Go check exactly. it out over on that other episode which thank god if we don't have to talk about it that is totally fine for me <laughs> okay mike before we get into the discussion before we get into the questions we've got to close out the the list of questions that we have there's some there's some either or questions that we've not asked you yet so before okay. we get into your favorite parts of this movie, your least favorite parts, are driving scenes, all that sort of stuff. We've got to do the last ones. Okay, so here we go. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or by being mm. submerged in icy water? Oh, somehow. Hmm. Let's see. Fire or ice? Let's... Yeah. A song of fire and ice. I almost want to say drowning, but then I remember that drowning isn't like going home, that Michael Caine was lying 
in the uh, prestige. Sorry, spoilers, prestige a little bit, but I, I'd have to say burning because okay. I've mentioned before on other podcasts. I just think that imagery is incredibly crazy looking. So like to be a part of that <laughs> for someone to see me running on fire or something. Oh, so you're just going for pure badassery? Oh, of, like the, you're just mm, flexing for the gram here. Blaze you of just glory. want to beat the best the best <laughs> Instagram picture you could get. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, okay. it's gonna look crazy too. Yeah, it, I'd Rare. say go burn me, burn me alive. Plus, I think it'd be quicker. You know, I just get. That I think so with. too. I think you'd suffocate from from burning. So it like would you look would cool, like, and it would be quick. Yeah, I'd like that. And there's only one other question. It's a brand new question tonight. Mike. I just came up with it today. Go no ahead. one has Ooh. been asked this question. Okay, just when, for you. I don't want to give a context of how we're asking this because I, I want this to be. They're all open to interpretation by the answerer, but I think this one especially. Can I deliver just, it? I, I want you to deliver it with no extra words. Just. The question exactly. What you but I can saying. deliver it like it was delivered, right? Sure. Who would you rather have, Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? <laughs> Who would I rather have? I'm. I want you to answer. What movie would you rather? What? Oh. Just oh. what movie would you rather? Well, that was too many words. I just wanted to ask, Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight, with no context and however you want to. Which which movie you like more? If you'd rather fuck a nerd or yeah, bail, but like exactly. I want it to be whatever you want it to be. I have to say The Dark Knight for several reasons. First, it's Roman, you know, so I guess, you know, I'd have to pick Roman over Tej, sorry. Okay. Second, I mean, yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. Like, it's Revenge of the Nerds is so funny is Revenge and of the stuff, Nerds. but like, I, yeah, but I have a feeling if you watch Revenge of the Nerds now, like, it just doesn't hold up in many of those 80s ways, too. It's very cringy at times. It's really cringy. And yeah. uh, it's fucking Batman, so like, give me a break. Like, I gotta go with The Dark Knight. Yeah, wow. Dark well, Knight thank you is. guys for unveiling that question. And letting me just came up with it. Let mm-hmm. me do it. You know, it's funny. I, I, watching this one, I thought of a Joe question because I f- it finally made what? sense to me. Either driving out of a plane or driving into a plane. This is the one <laughs> when Dom drives into the plane, and I, just, I always thought he was referring to six for some reason when they were all. I was Dom drives yeah, into a plane in six too. About? Yeah, there's a moment where Dom's driving on the runway and Cipher's plane comes down and like just sort of the back comes down and Dom drives into it and it just takes right off again. Oh, oh, there is that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about six versus seven. Yeah, we were referring to six. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't even realize it happened again in this movie. So like, I didn't realize it happened twice until you just <laughs> said it right now. So, like, because I was like, oh, that question makes so much more sense now because it no. happened multiple times. But well, no, be, <laughs> I didn't realize it happened. The one in this movie is not really an action scene. It's just a way for him to get away. Like, it's supposed to be like a which of these crazier kind of things trying to get into a plane that's taking off that mm. doesn't want you to be on there or trying to get out of a plane via car. Got it. So, all questions answered. Joe, you and I are going to have to answer that question on the Relap Recap episode next time. Um, Some Also, some news that Joe's friend at work has been incredibly lazy. We do not have a new refined quiz yet, so Mike, maybe by the time you join us for Hobbs and Shaw, we'll have a new quiz, but, you know. All right. This is sort of the Hobbs and Shaw prequel in a lot of ways. Amen. Definitely. One of the things about the trivia was there was supposed to be a Hobbs and Shaw mid-credits scene. And yeah. Vin Diesel cut it. That's true. What? I heard that it was like a big rumor that. Well, that's what's on IMDb. Say this again. In a lot of the movies recently, there has been a mid-credit scene or a post-credit scene, right? Where it's like, oh, Letty's still alive. Letty is still yeah. alive. Okay, okay. Jason yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Khan's dead. Dun dun dun. That there was supposed to be in this one a, tr- a scene in the credits, announcing basically announcing Hobbs and Shaw. But Vin Diesel cut it. Wow. Mm, this is the one where <laughs> they, the Rock and Vin Diesel just did not get along on this one, right? Like, they, you could yep. kind of see from the way it's shot, if you know that, that there's a lot of trickery where they're just not 
filming at the same time. Like, you know, they're just not in the same shot. Allow me a cipher-length monologue right here to read a piece of trivia from IMDb. Okay. (laughs) A week before filming ended, Dwayne Johnson had a secret meeting with co-star and executive producer Vin Diesel to address personal and professional issues between the two. This happened after Diesel reportedly canceled some of Johnson's planned scenes at the last minute, which is just... That sucks. I mean... I get that this is your franchise, but still. On several occasions, Diesel also reportedly refused to show up to the set as he was scheduled, leaving hundreds of cast, crew, and extras waiting for him on set for more than six hours. Whoa, kind of diva Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Diva, for sure. In response to this, Dwayne posted on Instagram, quote, This is my final week of shooting hashtag Fast and Furious 8. There's no other franchise that gets my blood boiling more than this one. An incredibly hardworking crew... Universal has been great partners as well, which I love that he's just like, how am I going to give a shout out to like, who gives me the checks? Universal? Okay. Shout out Universal. (laughs) My female co-stars are always amazing and I love them. My male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway. Candy asses. Whoa, that was aggressive. That is smack. I don't remember that. When you watch this movie next April and it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes, my blood is legit boiling your right. Bottom line is it'll play great for the movie and fits this Hobbs character that's embedded in my DNA extremely well. The producer in me is happy about this part. Final week on Fast 8 and I'll finish strong. Hashtag Iceman cometh. Hashtag F8. Hashtag zero tolerance for candy asses. Wow. (laughs) But there's more. This was... Diesel confronted Johnson in the secret meeting one day after Dwayne's message was posted online. Johnson later told The Hollywood Reporter that the meeting cleared up a few things. He confirmed that he and Diesel did not shoot scenes together because of, quote, a fundamental difference in philosophies on how we approach filmmaking collaborating, but that he was, quote, grateful for that clarity. That is political. Wow. That's crazy. But that's also the thing, like, you know, because Vin Diesel's just, like, not, like, he's just being, like, I, according to IMDb, according to The Rock, who knows, but, like, Vin Diesel's like, I'm just not going to show up, but Dwayne, but Dwayne Johnson's like, well, you know, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be professional, I'm not going to shit-talk Vin Diesel by name, I'm going to mm-hmm. subtweet the fuck out of him, <laughs> but I'm just going to be, like, I know that I'm the politician of Hollywood, kind of, right. you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially since they, it seemed like they worked so, they had such good chemistry and Early six, on. Five and six, yeah. Like, at yeah. least those two. He goes on to say, this goes on to say that Johnson stated that he will be doing the spin-off movie Hobbs and Shaw, but may pass on Fast and Furious 9, which we know that he is, wishing Diesel, quote, all the best, and I harbor no ill will there just because of the clarity we have. Actually, you can erase that last part about no ill will. We'll just keep it with the clarity. So, like, he's basically saying, Whoa. fuck this guy. But, yeah, wow. it's, that's, uh, that's pretty serious. That's nuts. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't remember it being that aggressive. I remember them not getting along. I didn't remember this, like, Instagram bullshit mm-hmm. part of it. I mean, it, it must have been tough on set in the first place, especially for the guys that have been there the longest without having Paul Walker being around. Like, there just yeah. had to have been, like, a weird energy. And then to... I could understand, like, how sort of there could be tension and stuff, but I never I never knew it got that crazy. I just heard it was, like, a little here and there, but I didn't know The Rock was posting stuff. I think I remember, but I don't remember it being that intense. Well... That's Hollywood, baby. Like, yeah. you know, they still got this movie made. It still looks good and stuff. And I mean, I th- still think The Rock is good in it. He's not the problem that I have with this movie. I was saying, we were talking before you joined us, Mike, in the opening segment about how I like this movie more and more each time. I think the problem I have is that it's so isolated. Like, every character feels sort of apart, feels separated. The Rock stuff is all good. Like, all the Hob stuff is good. 
I don't mind yeah. that at all. Like, I like that. Yeah. I love his soccer stuff. You know, I love everything he's doing. It's the fact that they all feel like they're not work- that they're, they're not filming the movie together. That they're all filming in separate scenes and just sort of getting it edited together. It just feels yeah. disjointed yeah. in that way. Yeah, this one, it actually played a lot better for me this time than the last time I watched it. I was actually getting a real kick out of it. Aside from all of its sort of technical problems and issues and stuff like that, I also just feel there's way too much going on again. We have to get mm-hmm. this device, then this device, then this device. And then there's the whole like evil Dom stuff, which I... I just feel like they could have done it a little better, you know, maybe some kind of like mind control device or, you know, mind I, I control. just think I, I like that. <laughs> that's a good, t- we never talked about that. Because we've been that. going like the tech route and everything or yeah. like Robo Dom, the evil robot twin. I don't know. I just feel like they could have like done Wrath that Like Wrath of Khan style. We just full on just like yeah. mind control them. I like it. It has, it has lots of issues, but for some reason the highs, what works for me, like really works for me. And that is the action in this. I just think like, even though it feels very disjointed, like all the action sequences are just for me it's just amazing like from the wrecking ball to the prison fight to whatever the prison fight's my favorite so now the question then Mike if you love all these action scenes which car scene do you want to be a part of and who do you want to drive you around in this movie this is the last time yeah yeah so I don't think I've taken a ride with him yet I'm gonna just go for a for a little cruise with Dominic Toretto this time. Okay. Ooh. You know, maybe go get some shrimp, something like that. Actually, we're on we're in New York, so we'll go get something New York style, like maybe some hot dogs some or pizza. something. Some pizza. That's good. Street meat. Exactly. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Cruise around with Dominic this time. For scene, it's funny. Like, it's all I mentioned, like all the great action scenes and all that kind of stuff. But like, they're so treacherous and dangerous. I was like, do I want to be a guy in one of the zombie cars, you know, and it has to jump out? But uh, these guys really don't get any love in the entire movie. So I want to be one of these dudes because you don't even know I'm there. I'm part of Cipher's tech support, like in the jet. Yeah, the guy where 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 she's like, he's like, there's seventy thousand cars out there, and she's like, hack them all. He's like, okay, and this types. Yeah, like there's that like guy. the one kid okay. with the peroxide hair, and then there's like two other dudes sitting there, and only the one kid has like a couple lines, I think. So I'll be one of the other guys without any lines that just sort of like sits in the shadow of Ramsey's plane, like fake hacking away, but really playing. Listening to Too like, Fast Too Forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, so that's me. I just put myself in the corner. <laughs> Joe, what about you? What car scene do you want to be a part of and who do you want to drive you around? Oh, car scene. Yeah, I kind of cheated by going plain, but it's my last no, it's appearance, a... so. <laughs> no, 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 but Dom drives like the Charger around. That's fine. I think that I want to be Roman on the door kind of situation. It's so, like I'm being like driven by Tej, but not really. Like I want all flash in this one. Okay. That's what I want. So that's like kind of the car in the scene that I want. I want to be both. I want to be in both in this one. Nice, double doubled up again. Yeah, just doubling up. Like I want to be in that scene, like after all of the like ice wars, and I want to be on the door of the Lambo, just out there. It's okay. crazy how Roman centric that final action sequence is, from like sneaking really into the sub and you know them attacking He's him. A str- strong part of this movie yeah and even him and mr or little nobody have like a little i didn't even notice it until this watch like they have a rivalry going or at least roman's picking on him the whole well, i think because roman just has a rivalry with everybody like i didn't realize that till this time either like i agree with you there but yeah. like he just has to like give shit to everybody like that's just who he is apparently him, they were both friends with paul walker both scott eastwood and tyrese so they're kind uh, of so like they are buddies busting i guess each other, like they are from too fast but like yeah. i still don't know it still feels 
weird. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. the the Tej Roman beef has been resolved. Like, they still are fighting over Ramsey, even though it's very clear that she's not going to date either of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little weird. Are they just trying to team Roman up with another white guy or something? Because I do feel like his relationship with Brian was special and was sort of, like, built upon, you know, throughout the past Authentic. movies and stuff. And all, yeah. And, like, when Brian catches him with his car in that one movie and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, best friends, like, forever. You know? So, and like, they were best friends. Like, they yeah. were, like, serious friends, too. So, like, it just bleeds through the movie, I agree. Yeah, so, like, he always needed to bounce off of somebody, right? Like, he never really worked alone. As much as I love him as a character, it's really... I just noticed that about him. So I think maybe they're trying to give him someone to bounce off of in this movie. That would make sense. I would agree with that. So, Joe, you said both both your answers are that final, that ice scene? Is that what you said? Yeah, that's that's what I want. I was, I was gonna say, like, I, I would want to be on the plane, too, and then Mike took it when I was thinking about it. I think the ice scene is the coolest, and that's what I would want to do. Well, I think really the problem with this movie is there's not a lot of car scenes, really. There's really not that many, to be honest. No. As much as there's action... There's not a lot of, like, car There's the Cuban Mile, you know? We start yes. with that. That's really ooh, great. Ooh, but, like, I feel like you can't be a part... Because, like, especially you can't be riding with Dom because, like, he's no. like, oh, I'm going to cut off all the extra weight, but, yeah, you could just sit next to me in this car. You could maybe ride with, like, the tow truck driver guy. You, you could know? be one of the motorcyclists that are, like, stopping traffic, but I guess that doesn't really count. But, yeah. Uh, then there's really the wrecking either. ball scene, which I only noticed a smiley face this time. Oh, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, okay. I've seen that before too. And then the zombie cars. I think that's it, really. And then zombie cars and ice time. scene. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I. <laughs> it's not really. I don't know if this is the spirit of the rules that we're doing, but I know exactly what you're going to say. Can I say it before you do? Sure. You want to be the baby carried by Jason Statham? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. That's amazing. Oh, uh, I thought that that's what you were going to say. Like you want to be like in the baby carriage, listening to the chipmunks, and have Jason Statham running around, like fighting with you. No, I want it to be in a zombie car being driven by Cypher. But, like, I have a, I have a mm. uh, open line of communication with her. Like, what's going on, lady? Oh, you're just, like, <laughs> talking to her? Yeah, just, you know, friends with her. Because, like, she's not... Actually, I take that back. Because I want nothing to do with Charlize Theron in this movie. <laughs> because as much as we like her and as much wow. as we like a lot of her movies, she's not good in this. Like, she's the worst part of this movie, which is really frustrating. I agree. Actually, on the, on the, sort of on the flip side of that, but uh, another thing on the trivia is that Helen Mirren loved these movies so much that, like, she would just go on talk shows and talk about how she, she just wanted to be in The Fast and Furious. And then she went on Graham Norton and, and said it again, and Vin Diesel caught wind of it and wrote her into this movie. But she basically was just like, hey, I want to be in the movie. I want to be a bad guy. She just willed herself into the, into the movies. That's amazing. It's pretty badass. I wish we had that power, right? We'd like talk about them all the time. Like, hey, Vin Diesel, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want to be in a Fast and the Furious well, movie. That was what I was thinking, that we should like officially declare here and now, Vin Diesel, if you hear this... We want to be in your movies. Although, to be fair, uh, how did this get made to that same thing? Like, they've said over and over again that they want to be in these movies, and they're not in the movies. So I don't And know they're, that... like, real people. Yeah, yeah. And they're with a real podcast, but, you know. <laughs> By the way, we did not do our other game. I looked. If you review us on iTunes, we will read this out loud. No new reviews on iTunes. So okay. email family at cageclub.me. Leave us a review on iTunes. Let Vin Diesel know that we want to be in this movie. Those are your three things. Those are your three homeworks. Oh, the other thing I want to say about Helen Mirren while we're on the topic of that is that I don't know if we ever talked about it in the past. She gets the fuck. She says she's fucking yes. thirsty. Yeah, cup I of tea. Oh, I totally missed that. No, I didn't catch that. I at loved all. about that too is that she's supposed to be not manners, but like proper English woman. Yeah, yeah. like well, Jason's like she's mean, you know, and tough, but like her sons like cower to her and things, and she's like she reminds me kind of like of mom on Futurama, if you know that show. Where, oh, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and. 
to hear the F-bomb come from her was kind of jarring, but appropriate. If you think about that, like, the, the, the servants or whatever, mom's little boys, are, like, these cowering, like, little wimps. In this world, it's the Shaw brothers, and, like, they're the most menacing villains that we've seen so far. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that just gives you an impression of, like, her backstory. Like, what did she go through? She's just your mom, dude. You're always going to be scared of your mom, like, if she was being serious. They're almost like the British Fratellis from Goonies, right? Where, like, that mom was real mean and tough, and she had two sort of, like, oh, they're kind of bumbling, but, you know, you had Joey Pants and the other guy. I just love that dynamic that <laughs> mom's running I do, the show. too. It's a really great, that's that's a really, really great character trait. I like it, too. That they're, like, super scary, and she's scarier than them. Because I think she wanted, like, I think her, her real request is to be a bad guy carrying a gun around, but I think this is kind of more vague menacing and menacing even. and ominous. Yeah, that, like, she just, she doesn't need the gun to be scary. She can just, you know, curse off Vin Diesel mm. with a cup of tea in her hand, a cuppa, and uh, you're terrified of her. Well, she was in the Red movies, right? So she's yep. kind of got a little bit of that history to her. And she's good good in those movies, too. Like, those movies are kind of fun. I was really surprised. Bruce Willis the youngest kid in those movies. <laughs> like, now Bruce Willis is, like, what, 70 years old or something like that? Like, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Let me think. What car scene do I want to be in? Who do I want to drive me around? I kind of don't want to be in the movie. Like, that's kind of, like, where... Wow. where we're, no, I guess I kind of would want to be in... Like the, one of the cooler car scenes, I think, is when they all harpoon Dom's car. And I would just be like in one of those scenes with one of those people just to sort of like feel the torque, feel the tension of trying to like corral this like Mustang with a thousand horsepower or whatever. Cool. Um, and then to drive me around. No, I'll still, I'll still go the Charlize thing. I still want to have her drive me around as long as I get to talk to her and just okay. be like, be like, why are you in this movie? What are you doing here? What's what's your, what's your real plan? Tell me in one sentence. This time, <laughs> this time I was watching it and I noticed when we first see her, she's wearing red glasses, red lipstick, a red shirt, and Dom's working on a red car. And I'm just like, who the fuck was like the visual choreographer for this movie. <laughs> well, you know, red is a warning sign, right? So it's like she But it's like, come on, light. it's so much fucking red. Yeah. I was like like even like on the screen I'm just like radiating. I'm like, can we just pick like we've given her a different color, like, you know, thrown some like she could have done well with like the sway, red lipstick, bleach blonde hair, whatever, a black shirt. Like, why the fuck does it all have to be red? And she like, gets a black shirt later, right? Well she has the Metallica metal up your ass shirt. That's it. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, you know what I was thinking while we were all choosing who we'd want to ride around with? None of us um, thought of to drive Mr. Nobody around. That would be kind of fun for a day. Well, like... I think I did last oh. last lap. Oh, did you? Okay. Did you? okay. Because I, 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 That's ch- right. I channeled my inner you because I was like, I want to be going from place to place because he's got nowhere to be fast. And I he's just like yeah. casually strolling from one place to another. Because I had that I've... thought. Because it's, it's, it's your kind of thought where it's like the scenes that we don't see just riding with yeah. Mr. Nobody. Because I thought of it this time watching this movie. Like, who's driving him around? Where is does he go and then we find out where he goes we get his base of operations and stuff like, and like nowhere okay, that's, that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it's not a giant you know celestial head in the in the cosmos but it'll do nowhere from guardians but i'm really annoyed this time around that little nobody is not zeph like i don't know if you've talked about that before but like oh, it yes. should be zeph yeah I agree. it, it almost feels like eastwood's doing a bit of zeph if you know it like he i don't know how to explain it exactly but there's this sort of like i'm confident and cocky pompous like I, righteousness I, kind yes. of like i'm doing my job i think i'm doing the right job but it turns out like i'm doing it i'm doing too much like he handcuffs them like it's he, him in the beginning of dirty grandpa <laughs> yeah that's yeah. how it feels <laughs> yeah you're right he's like a goody goody but also overly confident for no reason and then he finally learns the rules uh, aka don't mm-hmm. talk to hobbs about his daughter 
and uh, things unlock for him. Pretty much. There's another thing in the trivia I never thought about was that obviously he's the son of Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood famous for playing the man with no name, and in these movies he has no name. So, following <laughs> like father, like son. Thank you, IMDb, for pointing that out. I think it's kind of a cool, funny little coincidence. Yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to find out his name, or maybe if that's... Do you think that's Kurt Russell's son in the movie? Like, is that Mr. Nobody's kid? One thing that Mike's going to get that Joe will not, because I don't think he saw this movie yet, but Joe, did what? you see the new movie Serenity with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway? Uh-oh. No, I haven't. Uh-oh. Oh, Where's my God. <laughs> it's so good. So in that movie, there is a guy whose name is The Rules. In this movie... <laughs> Roman calls little nobody or somebody calls him rules because he's like all about the rules and everything and then Tej or Roman says nah man his name's little nobody he's like don't call me that but I just love that they're like oh his name is rules because in Serenity a batshit bonkers movie that I absolutely love uh, there's a character literally named The Rules, and so now I just want every movie to have somebody named Rules or The Rules in it. And there's a Fast the and uh, there's a Fast and Furious actor in that movie as well. So, Ooh. yeah, who is it? The terrorist guy who kidnapped Ramsey in Part Seven, Mosey Jaconda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's in there. So, Mike, I had a, a thought in this in this movie that sort of adds a wrinkle to a theory you had last episode. Okay, all right. So remember you were talking about how uh, Dom always wants to talk about beer, and finally he finds someone in Mr. Nobody. He just wants to talk about beer. He's like, you know, have you ever had that Belgian ale or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, maybe he just finally found his soulmate, Mm -hmm. a guy to talk about beer with him. In this movie, they go to Berlin, they steal the the nuclear weapon or whatever, the weapon of mass destruction. Nuclear football. Mm -hmm. And they're getting away... And what is the last thing Hobbs says to Dom before Dom rams him off the road? When we get back to the base, beer's on me. And so he's like, I just, I don't want to talk about beer, especially with The Rock. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Run him off the road. Which is not a line that I ever would have thought about, but like you made like a cool point last time about oh, he finally has a guy to talk about beer with. And here's Hobbs, here's The Rock, like, hey, man, let's talk about beer. And then Tom's just like, fuck that, and just drives him off the road. I already have my beer, buddy. Yeah, get out of here with that. That's hilarious. I I never would have gone there, but I love how you got there. Yeah, I like the the trip. It was a nice ride-along. I love The Rock in this movie. I mean, Hobbs feels, like, fully formed now by the time we see him. Like, we think that he's giving a speech to, like, a... Well, you're supposed to believe he's giving, like, this speech to a bunch of military people or something. Like, they're going on a mission, and it turns out to be his daughter's soccer team. And then they do the Haka stuff, which is just amazing. And then, you know, the stuff with the... With the mothers Wait, looking at, I love that scene, but at the same time, this movie's so fucking long. But this goes back to you know they're definitely setting up Hobbs and Shaw, right? They're setting True. that movie up. I they're agree. Spin- they're gonna spin him off, so they're gonna spend a little extra time with him. And we've been spending a little more time with him at each movie. And last movie, he kind of got written out of a lot of it. Um, yeah. So they're kind of making up a little bit. I feel for that as well. Like, let's get more of his backstory. Plus, I think Hobbs is the best part of this movie. Why? So more so than Roman? Because you already talked about, like, how this is peak Roman. You love Roman this movie. But you like Hobbs more than Roman? This watch-through of this one, yeah, I like Hobbs in this movie much better. He has, like, the coolest action scene. You're building Hobbs and Shaw, and he knows it, so he's, like, really delivering Hobbs this one. Like, not that he's not great in all of them, because I think The Rock is a good actor. I think that in this one, though, he like he knows it's coming. He's building it, building the suspense for it really, really well. Well, I think if we're ranking the Hobbs performances, I think sort of the, the one that we... I think the worst one is Fast Five, right? Because he doesn't really... We don't really know who yeah. he is yet. He hasn't gotten into his character Yeah, yet. he's just a cop. 
I think much, in yeah. third place has got to be Furious Seven just because he's not in it a ton. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Number two would be Fast and Furious Six because he's he's good in that, but he's not as good as he is in this movie. Like number one, Fate of the Furious, especially you know with the uh, the soccer stuff. With the Agreed. like everything, it's just it's the the the, the prison yeah. breakout, the prison him, his break. stuff with Shaw. Oh my you know the fact the fact we talked about before about him making that joke about like knocking his teeth so far down his stomach he's gonna like you know cough up a toothbrush or whatever the stupid line is. The fact that they yeah. laugh about it in the movie like it's so dumb. But I just love that they're you know like sort of self referential like maybe our ribbing is going you know too far. And you know what I thought of this time around too, which kind of softens the blow a little bit, is that Han was not friends with Hobbs. Like, there's no... He doesn't need to get any justice, you know what I'm saying? From Hobbs. Yeah, Yeah, like, Hobbs and Shaw can be friends. Like, that's okay. Like, it can't be Dom and and Shaw. Then then I'd have a real problem, even though, at the end of this movie, they are going to shake hands and everything. He does save his son, so there's a little... It's, I think it's redemption. more mutual respect right now. Like we haven't like you're right, now that you're think like I'm thinking about it, like this isn't like to the point where justice for Han they shouldn't be hanging out with Shaw Avenge and I get the it. Fallen. But, <laughs> yeah, Avenge <laughs> the Fallen for sure. But we haven't seen Dom and Shaw like really be boys yet, right? Yes. Like they're not like they're not like friends. They're like you know, co-workers. Hobbs and Shaw or Dom and Shaw? Who'd you say? Dom and Shaw. Dom right? and Shaw. Like, it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation. Right. Like, we both yes. hate Cypher, so, like, let's team up for now and see what happens. I don't think they're friends really until the very end, until the barbecue, right? I don't even think that they're friends there. It's like, hey, like, this is mutual respect, and now you save my son. Almost like a debt paid or something. Well, you're yeah. right. They're not friends. They're family. Oh. No. <laughs> Maybe. Love it. <laughs> Let me just see. There are a couple other things I want to talk about, and we can go to to Mike's stuff. Some scenes that Elena is in, like she is holding the worst fake baby since American Sniper. Like <laughs> it is a bad <laughs> fake baby doll. Is it that bad? It's real bad. Watch it again. It's really bad. It's, Joey's talked about it before. It's real. I mean, there's certain scenes where she's holding an actual baby. And there's an actual baby that Jason Statham is playing with, but like, God, there are certain scenes that are just like, oh, that's not even close to a real baby. I love the idea. <laughs> First, I love the idea of Jason Statham, and then like looking at the call sheet and saying like number two baby i mean like oh man hollywood like this is what i now i've made it i'm acting with a baby i also think the baby looks like it could be vin diesel's baby like they did a good job <laughs> yeah, of like finding I agree. his son <laughs> it has like the weird like the doofy baldness and like the wide face i like, agree it with gives you. like the same almost same kind of look i don't know how else to describe it especially at the end when vin diesel looks down he's like what'd you say or something he's like what's that should we or something and he's like all right I want to introduce my son. Like, I, I don't know. They look related. I agree. It's a good-looking yeah. baby, I can tell you that much. The only other two things I want to make note of, and then I can sort of close my note document until we get back to the trivia, is that, number one, I don't know if I've really paid much attention to the line where they they get to the ice scene first, right? And Hobbs yes. and Letty are together. And Hobbs is saying something about, like, you know, if the time comes and they have my shot, I'm going to take Dom down. And Letty says back to him, like, you might have to put two people down. Like, I'm not... Like, if you kill Dom, like, yeah. you die, I die. It's like... I'm serious about this. Like, you're not going to kill Dom unless you're ready to kill me, too. Well, how yeah. many times does Dom, like, not let Letty die, right? Yeah, a bunch. Like, yeah. she definitely owes Dom a bunch, because, like, every single time, Dom's, like, being like, no, we can't shoot Letty, we can't beat up Letty, we can't, like, hurt Letty. Like, we have to just bring her back. She's yeah, no he family. brought her back. Right, now she has to bring him back. And then my other thing is that I don't, I don't know if I ever noticed this little action thing before but when Don is driving like he does the first EMP then he has to go do the second EMP under the submarine and he's driving through that like warehouse and he's being pursued by the Russians or whatever who were there and he like 
jumps his car off a ramp and like hooks his car onto a chain and by doing that the chain is attached to a beam and the beam like collapses on the car behind him like that's cool like it's, <laughs> it's like, like this crazy <laughs> complicated thing exactly like overly complicated to take out a car behind you but like really cool there's some cool action scenes and there's some cool domino effect scenes like you said too like it's a lot of like interplay like this to this to this to this causes something cool to happen um those are all my new lap observations mike what about you what do you want to because we've already sort of like we said talked about this movie Mm -hmm. we only talked about Mm -hmm. a very specific part of this but what about fate of the furious do you want to talk about on this episode okay so this is kind of like a like a deeper cut thing that i noticed that i need to bring up because i wonder if this screws with continuity if if if, or if letty just has like the most amazing memory now that she's back to who she used to be she okay okay i don't know how amnesia works and it doesn't matter when you're really writing a movie, I suppose. However, she recognizes Tormund, you know, the dude, Game of Thrones dude with the big perfect time with yeah, Game Red of Thrones just returning now. Yeah, Redbeard. What's yeah, what's I his name it. in the? He has a name. I don't it's know. Tormund. Just call him. Tormund. Okay, so like she goes, wait a minute, that's the guy that hired us to go do that job that Letty supposedly gets killed in. You know when you know the job where led everything goes wrong and and Phoenix yeah. shoots the car. So okay, so this dude hired them for that job, and that job was connected to the younger Shaw brother. She's okay. remembering shit after she got amnesia, so she has like two sets of memories. I'm trying to figure it out. Like she remembers everything as quote unquote not Letty. And then when she got her mem- her real memory back, she retained all those new memories, I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, it's just weird. I don't know. It just this kind of This is like a tiny weird. minutia for you to, like, not remember Dom and the family <laughs> and then get that back. But you're like, hey, I recognize that guy. He hired me to do a job once. She's not living two lives while she has amnesia, right? She just, like, she not has two sets right. of memories there. It's just that, like, yeah, the rest of it's, like, timeline. locked in a safe. And then it unlocks, and so she has everything. So it sort of makes sense, but it is also weird. I give you that. Yeah, so that, that kind of just struck me, and it's so quick too. But it was like, wow, she remembered that when she had when she had amnesia. Um, it just sounds weird to say. Just that. imagine it like me, like you know, like sometimes I remember tons of minutia, but then also I drink a lot, so like I'll totally forget like giant <laughs> chunks of a movie or something like that. It's kind of I, I imagine. Speaking it of that, don't like you have that. a question you asked me before? You have a question for Mike about. Uh, your drunk brain. What was it? It was about exactly. why does Hobbs get arrested and no one else gets arrested? Although they're all, or why does yes. he go to prison but everybody else just gets handcuffed? Or are we to believe that like everybody goes to prison and that they just all get to different prisons? Oh, I got an answer because I finally figured it out this time. I didn't realize. Good. It. Go okay. ahead. Obviously, the guy with the horrible mustache who recruits him says, "You know, if you get caught." you're off the books like you go to prison and they're in germany and as they're driving away he's like i'll meet you at the safe house and everyone busts and splits and they go to the safe house and he gets caught by interpol he actually gets caught by like actual cops and stuff do whereas, we see that do we see that no. or is it a, like it's no we see him nothing. in a jumpsuit and then like as he's brought to prison mr nobody is like i got a deal for you and everything and then those other guys the rest of the team is only apprehended by the nobody squad so, like, they're not caught by actual cops, so they never go to, like, get processed and go to jail or okay. do any time or anything. They just go straight to the black site. What did what does he do that's wrong? What he does like Hobbs do that's steal? wrong? He steals yeah. the MP, MP yeah, but, uh, the EMP. He steals, yeah. like, yeah, like a Class A-level okay, terrorist but, device. Like, <laughs> But is he who is he stealing it from? Well, he's stealing it from, like, the... the 
the government impound or whatever. Because, like, right. I think that the thing is that, like, they got word that someone bad, that Cypher's crew or whatever, is going to steal that. So they need to steal it first. But they're still stealing it. They need to pre-steal it. it. Yes. They're pre-stealing it. It's not like it, they're but... picking it up and being like, oh, hey, uh, we're going to take this for safekeeping. It's like, we have to steal it because we don't trust them to guard it. And it's going to get stolen by bad guys. But knowing what's going on... In turn, they become bad guys. Yes. Yeah, that's why it was always a little fuzzy, because I didn't really like the way they dole out that information, because usually it's done on its own, and this time I was distracted by, like, all the soccer stuff going on and everything. So I didn't quite catch that for a couple viewings, really. I was like, why does he get arrested and no one else gets arrested? Okay, I'm just rolling with with it. As long as he gets to break out of prison in, like, a really amazing sequence, I'm good. But that's what I said, wasn't it, Joe, that I said that he gets told you're going to get arrested if you get caught, and he just didn't run from the cops, or he got busted, so... We're on the same page, I think that's a pretty... solid explanation. Yeah, you guys are together too, so I like it. Alright, Mike, what else you got? I thought the zombie car thing was actually, it's, it's no, like, I like it, I think it's cool, but it's, like, completely ridiculous, and then I saw, like, an article today about smart cars getting hacked and taken over, oh. and, and then I remembered in the Christine episode... Shout out High School Slumber Party, I was just thinking that, yeah, yep. Walt Hickey mentioned something about smart yeah. cars getting hacked and, like, you know, possibly, like, hitting people and stuff, and it's, like, real-life Christine situations going on so yep. uh, you know real life catching up to the movies here I was actually I have that in note in my notes too one of the things I don't like about this movie is the anti-driverless car propaganda that they're pitching in this like this is something <laughs> that like my father would like my father's scared of driverless cars right and he's scared of them because he thinks that like they're all just going to be hacked and like driven out of sight of buildings so he's scared of driverless cars the same reason my dad is scared of Dropbox which why is he scared of Dropbox because the cloud <laughs> essentially <laughs> yeah and it's like this movie is just propagating this thing can happen not like hey driverless cars are cool and I get that the whole movie is based off like people driving cars like that's the whole franchise but at the same time like hey let's not like slam driverless cars yet let's <laughs> also yeah. think about the possibilities of an action scene with driverless cars that like you could be doing crazy shit inside and outside of windows and like doing all sorts of crazy shit if the car is driving itself and then you'd be like I can do better than the computer and like you take over you know what I mean like you could there's there's potential to be had there how many times are you driving and you see somebody do something and you're like damn that guy's such an asshole I wish he wasn't driving here and you're like oh we could just get him a driverless car mm-hmm. and then the car won't be an asshole yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it can't be an asshole like to, like, just turn in front of you and, like, try to make a left from, like, the far right lane and shit like that. So, like, let's just not get caught up in the driverless car hacking thing <laughs> yeah. right now. I, I also feel, like, as funny as the sequence is, as fun as it is and everything to watch, and, like, it's literally, like, World War Z-type zombie-style cars spilling over, like, a wave around the corner and stuff, and, like, it's it's great and everything. It seems like overkill, you know, like, they're just trying yeah. to get the football from the dignitary. Like, why? I feel like that it should have been a moment where Dom kicks ass on his own. Like, he just comes in totally after. Totally could have worked. Yeah, because yeah. he just comes in after all the cars crash into the one car that needs to be stopped. Well, they crash into a couple of cop cars. They crash into the other thing. But I feel like Dom in his, like, fucking, Charger. like... But he's also, like, that's the moment where he looks like a supervillain with, like, he looks like, who's the, the guy? Yeah, he looks like uh, Crossbones, right? Like, from Civil War, like Captain America's enemy, where he's got, like, the crazy mask, like, the big gear on, like, the, that, like, buzzsaw freaking thing or whatever. Like, he looks like he could take on Iron Man or someone at that moment, and it's like... He does look like the Winter Soldier a little bit, I guess. Yeah, 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 and it would have been amazing if he had that Winter Soldier sequence, like, just like that, where he's walking down the street 
street taking out cars by yep. himself and everything. Like that's what came to mind this time is like, you know, if they wanted to really show me how crazy evil Dom can get and like how impressive he is and why she picked Dom out of everybody, you know, why didn't she blackmail Hobbs or, you know, someone else or whatever, find some new guy, like show me that, like show me him like running down the street, taking out an entire cavalcade or something. That would have been crazy. Yeah, true. I think the reason you don't blackmail Hobbs is because Hobbs is too moral to be blackmailed. We see that too. Like he'd rather take the fall than confess to a crime that he committed. Yeah. committed that crime and he knew full well that if he got caught he's going to prison and yet still he's like I didn't do it <laughs> which version did you watch the two hour 15 minute theatrical or like the 228 or whatever extended uh, I just watched the theatrical this time because that's the only I think that's the only cut on the 4k so the, the 4k I've, I've complained about this before the 4k disc is the theatrical the digital copy that comes with it is the extended cut mm, that's right yeah you have mm, mentioned that before that's, that's dumb it's, that's dumb that is a dumb decision no I, I really don't know dumb. there's something like a lot there's something going on with Ultra HD where there must not be enough space on the disc yet because there's a lot that don't come with special features either that those are all on the Blu-rays that come with them so I wonder if it, it's a size thing if it's a space problem or whatever but it, maybe the movie looked great it pops like that whole mm-hmm. Cuban scene is nice and bright like throughout the whole movie I think F. Gary it's F. Gary Gregg right or yep. F- you know I think he's got a really good eye like this this feels like the rest of them but yeah I mean that's it it's just it feels like the rest of them like you know they all have a little feel a little different but this fits it feel like it fits the style like you know you could look at it and be like oh yeah it feels like the rest of them so I have a very uh, something that makes me disappointed in where this wound up because I want to see so there is a bit of trivia on here I'm trying to figure out who these other two guys okay. are of people who were considered to direct this movie F. Gary Gray obviously won the, so the guy who did the cinematography in the first film this guy Eric Core uh, was considered. Two other names that I don't know. I'm saving the one for last. It's not a huge name, but it's somebody who I, I think Mike also loves, but I, I love. So one guy is this guy Louis Louis Leterrier, oh, who directed yeah. uh, the Transporter with Jason Statham, Transporter Two. Oh, cool! The Incredible okay. Hulk, the Edward Norton one, the one that's in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clash of yeah. the Titans, Now You See Me, The Brothers Grimsby. So he's sort of got a hit or miss kind of thing. Right now he's been directing TV. He did nine episodes of a show called Tycoon. I don't know. And then 10 know. episodes of a show, The Dark Crystal, which is a Netflix series, I guess, adaptation of that movie. Oh, Jim Henson cool. Movie. So that's one guy who was considered. Another guy who was considered was William Eubank, who is a cinematographer and a bunch of things. He directed that movie, The Signal. I want to say it's a Lawrence Fishburne sci-fi movie, but he's not the oh, star. Right. Okay, with the three kids. The three kids like go out to the desert or something. They wake up in a hospital. Yes, the isolated area. Yeah, so that's... Oh, Olivia Cooks. I gotta rewatch that movie. But yes, it's okay. a weird sci-fi movie. So anyway... Cool sci-fi movie. The guy who directed that was also considered this. But the one that I am most bummed about, and I don't know what this would have been like, and I also feel like it's not his kind of movie at all, Adam Mm -hmm. Wingard was considered. Hmm. I don't know who that is. He did Your Next. He did The Guest. He did a new Blair Witch movie. He's like this really cool kind of indie horror movie guy that uh, Simon Barrett writes a lot of his movies. I don't see this as his kind of movie, although he did do Death Note. I think the same year that this came out. So I guess he was trying to get into the bigger budget, bigger franchise movies, I guess. Yeah, it feels like one of those situations where 
I mean, I hear mostly you hear about it with Marvel, where they like find someone who did one or two small indie movies and then give them like an action movie to direct or something, right? So like, I feel like he would have done pretty well because he would have been a good director first and foremost, and then like all the action stuff could have just like I'm sure a lot of this stuff is pre-sequenced anyway, and they don't have that much say really. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Marvel, right? Yeah. In that way, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can bring a little bit of flair, but you're gonna make our movie, the movie that we want you to make. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm I mean, I could have, I could have seen that. It would have been interesting. But he's definitely like, I don't think he fits the vibe of those other kind of movie movie makers. But I also, I would love for him to be like this, you know, making really cool things that I love. You know what I mean? So I don't know. He would do really well making a Hulk movie because you could do sort of like a horror mm. thing, like a character study kind of thing, and like so much has gone on with the Hulk since his own movie that like you could really bring him back to basics. Well, so speaking of Hulk, I think that there's a scene in here where it's in the prison breakout where the Rock kind of. Hulk's out like he does like this whole like he does when they shoot him with the rubber bullets and he he just looks at him and he's just like oh it's fully the Hulk right there yeah he's gonna be so good when he finally gets into like a DC or Marvel movie well he's gonna be Black Adam and Shazam too yeah yeah I mean that's gonna be crazy because that's like been in the works for like so long so like that's gonna be insane now there's all these like stories about how like Shazam 2 doesn't need him anymore because like he was going to want there to be that, you know, franchise Viagra that he's been known as that, like, bring him into the second one, going to boost up the franchise. And people love the first one so much that, like, we kind of don't need him. But also, at the same time, get him in there. Yeah, exactly. get him in there. What else you got, Mike? I got one. Did you notice this movie when it first starts out? I'm talking, like, the beginning, beginning. I'm, like, watching it super intently. And they have, a, like, a tiny clip that extends for a little bit too long of somebody getting a haircut. And I was just like... <laughs> Are haircuts inherently Cuban? And, like, why, if you're showing me, like, Cuba, beautiful women, like, the island, and then it cuts to some guy getting his haircut? And I was like, this seems like stock footage that they just, like, threw in here. Like, something you'd use in, like, you know, your senior project. I can see it as this movie is all about, or this franchise is all about, not necessarily style over substance, but like style, style, style. You know what I mean? And what better way to have your own personal style than to get a haircut? (laughs) But it's like none of the care. It's like it's like some guy just giving a haircut. Can you imagine if like you get scripted for that? It's like it's like oh yeah, we need like like somebody to give a haircut, and then like that winds up in the movie, and you're like, I was a fucking hairdresser. I wonder if they were, you know, you never know if they were giving haircuts at race wars, you know, like somewhere in a tent somewhere. No, it was no, it was in a it was in in a barbershop it's in cuba right you know that could just be we want to show as much of cuba as we can of cuban culture and look but haircuts are haircuts cuban culture no it's just just them going around and just getting the lay of the land yeah okay yeah like there's they're fixing on cars over here they're getting haircuts over there they're doing this down the street they're they're just a normal people man Uh, lots of coverage the other thing to keep in mind is that I don't know how much of this was actually shot in Cuba. There's something on IMDb about how, like, there's the only stuff that was actually shot in New York is, like, the the B-team, like, the second unit stuff. That, like, all the action stuff, all the car, like, all that stuff that the people that we know, like, the family is in, was not shot in New York. That would make sense, yeah. I don't know how much of this was actually shot in Cuba. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we only just recently, the last couple of years, were able to go back down to Cuba, you know, as we're recording this. 
as you listen to this, maybe two weekends ago. I think they were shooting ago. a big ass movie like this that you could have gone to Cuba. No, like it was, it, it was there really? was there was an embargo. Like we could, yeah. you could not go to Cuba until like a year or two ago. No, I knew a girl that did it. You just go through like Mexico or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, possible, but you're not do that but as a Hollywood not, movie. You know, you can't Why take not? a flight from America. But I, th- I think the idea was they knew that you know passage to Cuba was reopening, and so like they wanted to get ahead of that right they wanted to already be in cuba when you were just allowed to go there and so the idea that dominic toretto just has a family has family it's got a cousin down there right so like he's been back and forth and all this like i think it's just more to show like he's a man of the world right <laughs> he's citizen of anywhere. the world uh, but like, i think the same thing like you know what i was saying is that like as we're recording this this past weekend guava island came out which is the donald glover thing but like i think oh, yes people so are good. just doing this because they weren't able to do it before like well, let's go to Havana mm-hmm. because we weren't able to go there before like let me go make a, a movie with Rihanna down there because we couldn't do it before they're telling a story about Cuba in a way but I think it's just like a, we can do this now but also at the same time they probably went down there but maybe you know there's 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 a chance that Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez and F. Gary Gray were never in Cuba I think they probably were because mm-hmm. that feels more authentic than the stuff in New York at the same time, it might not be. It might just be like a back lot or some Puerto kind of Rico like or Mexico or like really southern LA or southern yeah. California or something, you know? True. Yeah, it's insane what they can do these days with like green screens and stuff. But the, the one thing I did like the reason, I mean, I think one main reason they were in Cuba is because there is just like a crazy car culture there. Like it's so yes. unique because they show in the they movie, were you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't get new cars. So like everything is stitched together and they're all like these classic Frankensteins and everything. You and the know? weather's pretty nice. So the cars held up a while. Yeah. Well, and they, and they actually drove them and tuned them up and took care of them and everything. And you know what I'm saying? Like they had to keep them working and running condition. So I don't know. I just think they made Maybe wanted to touch upon that as well. Yeah, yeah so. I think it was. I think it was more of a visit for the car culture, even more so than like we can go here now. I think both played a role. I agree. Sure. I. I mean, I know we touched upon this before, but and there might be too much of them, but I really do like Roman in this movie. There's two specific. No, I love them. There's two really specific moments though where I just die every time it gets me. It's the one after Little Nobody says something and he like looks over and Mr. Nobody and the Rock kind of give like an approval thing, and then Roman just comes up and he's like, er, "You're an asshole, and nobody likes." to uh, over like he says like something (laughs) like i don't know why that cracks me up because it's like pretty mean or whatever but like i just died laughing and then the other thing is like really insensitive but like i just it's so roman is when they're in the sub he's like man he's like what does it say and he's like i don't know i can't read russian i don't know and he's trying to read russian Uh, i don't want to say he's like an idiot but like He's, he's so no, childlike. He's a joker. He's, he's a joker. He is kind of an idiot. He's just very childlike. Everyone else takes everything super seriously. And again, he's always sort of bewildered and like can't handle how intense everything gets. Like, you know, like almost like a real person would in that situation as opposed to like these superheroes always playing it super cool. I think the series has done a good job of getting him to that point where there's the scene where he's like, oh, I know exactly what to do. We got to use God's eye. And no one else in the scene lets on that. Yeah. Already, like, of course. Of course they tried God's eye. That's the first thing you would do. Like, of course you would. Like, oh, we need to find this person. Oh, we just so happen to have a piece of technology. Let's just find any person. Like, let's use God's eye. But Roman, being this, like, cocky guy, is just like, oh, I got an idea. Let's use God's eye. And everybody's like, Roman, that's a great idea. That he is such a low-key part of, like, a butt of the joke. 
and then he finally like when when it doesn't work they're like oh yeah of course of course we tried that like who do you think we are like <laughs> i'm mr nobody like of course i tried that but I, I like that and then that sort of kicks off the whole like tej and ramsey doing their hacker thing but i just like yeah. that he is this, he's he's able to like feel like he's contributing and actually contribute like at the end you know when he kills all those guys on the snowmobiles but like he also just can be this arrogant guy who thinks he has the solution when it's of, of course like they've already tried that by the way i think i'm 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 in the tej ramsey camp i think they should be together just because of like the text I like agree. i mean they work so well together in this movie when they're like bouncing all that babble off of each other and stuff and everything and it's like i'm sorry roman but like you know you there's plenty of fish out there in the sea this one she just feels i don't know tej and ramsey I mean, even though Ramsey is like, you know, what's my last name? Like, that's so great. Like, no, like, she totally like got them with their pants down with that. But I think with a little time, uh, I'm I'm in the Tej Ramsey camp more. Well, shout out Miss Sandy from Game of Thrones. She is back now. I do yeah, want to yeah, say Thrones, one thing that was cut out of the theatrical cut that's in the extended cut, and I don't know if you remember, Mike, from past viewings, is that there's the scene where Jason Statham where Shaw is talking to Ramsey. Tej and Ro- we don't hear what they're talking about, but Tej and Roman are talking about the accent and about how, like... Oh, this scene was a- cut out? Yeah, it was cut out. This is an extended theatrical. scene? I really like that scene. Do you know this scene, Mike? I can't remember it, no. Shaw is talking to Ramsey, and Roman's like, I don't They're doing I don't computer understand. things together. Yeah, I don't understand why he can get her, because, like, obviously, you know, I'm the Dark Knight. Why does he go with her, or why does she go with him? And he says, must be the accent. And Tej says, bruh, he ain't got no accent to her. They're from the same place. <laughs> that is a good yeah. line. Yeah, you, they have the accent. And it gets better. Oh, wait, no, 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 sorry. It's the, it's the other way around. Yeah, Tej goes, it must be the accent. And then Roman says, bruh, he ain't got no accent to her. They're from the same place. And Tej goes, I know I was joking. And then Roman says, I got the accent. I'm exotic Barstow. And and Tej <laughs> says, exotic. And Roman says, Barstow's exotic to her. Mm-hmm. It's cut from he the said ghetto. Version. Yeah, he goes, Barstow? And he goes, ghetto? I love that shout out to Too Fast. You know, that's yeah. where we find him. You know, crashing cars in Barstow. I'm not of the Tej and Ramsey. I'm not of the Roman and Ramsey. I'm of the Shaw and Ramsey camp. No. Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm I want. about it. Because I, I don't think, I think they have both... It's not like they've been friend-zoned, because I think they are very try. Like, that's also not a real thing. But it's also, like, they've just been around, and they've done nothing to, like, prove their merit to her, really. They don't know who she is. They just keep hitting on her. Like, there's no reason for her to go after them. He saves her life when when Cypher and Dom show up. He, like, mm-hmm. jumps on her to protect her from the falling debris. That's right. So I think yeah. it's, it's Sean Ramsey, baby. That's that's the that's my shipping. That's what I, that's yeah, the fanfic no. I want. No, it's not wow, crazy. I don't know. Shaw's dating Ellie Toretto. You know this. <laughs> that's true. Although I I do want to touch upon the Shaw brothers. In Hold this on, before before we get here. there, one second. Okay. I want to I want to put a what? bow on Roman because I, there's a there's a Roman okay. thing. A conversation we had last time that we hmm. sort of have a, an epilogue here. Uh, last episode, we talked about how he has a joke about wanting to check his email, right? Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, Letty is talking to Ramsey, and Letty walks off in a huff and sort of, like, shoulder bumps Ramsey on her way out. Mm-hmm. And Roman says to Ramsey, you're just going to let her bump your shoulder like that? I'm just saying that was a little aggressive because, like, Ramsey's not doing anything. And he says yeah. to Ramsey, what are you going to do, email her? And I <laughs> don't know why they keep giving Roman lines about email, but it keeps happening. I'm telling you, dude, they're just trying to show you his tech level. Like, that's all he knows about computers. Because that makes more sense. Like, I don't know what you're doing on the computer. I guess it's all email. Like, you're going to send her an email. But, like, I still don't know why 
incest. I don't know, but I they're love... trying to sell this email thing so hard. I love that you know we had that long conversation last episode about like why is he like what could he want to do? Why is that so feel outdated? And here it it's email again. Yeah, <laughs> that's his, that's like his go to joke about computers. It's just like. I tell you, because he's never going to be like, what, are you going to Linux that shit or something? Or, you know, yeah. you going to SSH into there? <laughs> right. HTTP me or something. No, like <laughs> email is funny, too. Like to me, that's a funny word. It's always been pretty funny. So like to, for, to drop it as like a punchline or something or just like a character thing, like Roman only knows that much about computers. And he's talking to like this world class hacker, you know, and she's like, email. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like that's day yeah. one. <laughs> There's a clip. I I don't know if either of you have seen it, but it's like from, I think, the early 90s, maybe. And it's like on Today Show or something. And it's Matt Lauer and a couple other people. And it's the first time that they've ever talked about I've seen the it, internet yes. on mm-hmm. TV. And oh, yeah. they don't know what the at symbol is. And so they're just like, it's, you know, it's like Mike A cageclub.me and they're like I don't know like it's an A with a circle what is that and like there's producers shouting from off set like it's an at it means at and they're like I don't know but it's like that's the Roman level of tech like the yes. public consumption in like the early 90s 25 years later that's where Roman's living yeah so good I don't All right, know. <laughs> Mike, your, your Shaw Brothers thing what do you want to talk about the Shaw Brothers it's crazy how just indestructible everybody in this franchise is right but like we, we actually get to see that the younger which is the, I always get them confused uh, Deckard is Jason Statham we get to actually see that like getting kicked out of an airplane and spending that time in the hospital like he's survived he's basically fine like he's totally cool he's just got like a little Freddy Krueger face going on but he's still yeah. like super handsome right like chicks yeah, dig the yeah, scars especially with that accent and like other than that like he is using a he's like the rocketeer with his brother like they are using those jetpacks and kicking ass and like he's fully healed it's insane I love that though like I just because when he sh- I did not expect him to show up in this movie whatsoever and he shows up and he's like a completely different character he's like I'm good now I'm the little brother. Like, I'll do whatever. Like He's like the mama's boy, too. So but there's I love a thing it. so that when we last see him in Fast and Furious 6, he's getting seen thrown from the cargo hold of a plane. In this movie, he returns via a cargo hold in the plane. So it's like, Ooh. as he left, Ooh. he comes back. That's true. That's poetic. I like that. That's having the same writer for a couple movies in a row, right? Like Chris that's Morgan. That's got to come from part of that. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And as we know from that Onion clip, he's a five-year-old boy. He likes Cars Go Boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cars Go Boom. (laughs) It's funny. I think that's it, guys. Like, I really, like, I got more notes and stuff, but, like, you know, why bother? Like, I mean. So here's some trivia. So maybe this will will spark some more uh, conversation from you, Mike. So we talked a lot about at the end about how when Dom first meets his baby, Elena's like, his middle name is Marcos, but I think the father should name the baby, which, Mm -hmm. I don't know, name the baby. Like, you, the baby's not a newborn. Like, you've been with the baby for a while. You're the mom. Marcos is a cool name. I was curious how you, like, don't name a baby. Like, how do you, like, be like, oh. mm, no name baby? No, yeah, you could wait, I think, a while until you have to name a baby, at least. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. There's some movie where, like, that was part of the joke, is, like, the baby doesn't have a name yet. Oh, that's a... I don't know. I think you have to, like, get the birth certificate, dude, like... Yeah, but you can put, like, anything on... They could put, like, Jane Doe, I think, or something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You just play one on TV. So, at the end of the movie, Jason Statham, when, when Deckard brings baby no-name Marcos to the party, to the baby rooftop battle, Dom introduces the baby to Letty, and then everyone meet Brian, and we're like... 
like, ugh, God, all right. Like, it should have been, it could have been <laughs> Paul, have been like, Paul. it could have been anything, yeah. So, Chris Morgan, we just talked about, the writer, uh, said that yeah. having Dom name his son Brian just felt like the right thing to do. Not only was it, it was. a way to honor Paul, but also as a way to honor the character of Brian for everything he and Dom have been through throughout the saga and pay tribute to how much Brian changed Dom's life. And this is also kind of cool, which I did not know. It also imitates Diesel's real-life homage to Walker, who named his daughter Pauline after the late actor in March 2015, oh, which I love. Okay. Which I'm getting, I'm getting chills right now thinking about just like that he loved this guy so much that he named his daughter in real life after his dead friend. It sits much better knowing all that now because I remember being in the theater going like, you know... He's it's a cop out. He, he's gonna say Paul. He's gonna say Paul. He's gonna say Paul, and he says Brian, and I was like, "Well, okay, like that still works." But like, I just was expecting them to go more meta, I suppose. But like, yeah, more it's still cool. Like, it's definitely warranted. Like, and plus, it's not the first time part of the crew has named someone after. If you remember that one guy from Fast Five named his son Nico after Dominic. So yeah. like, true, very true. You know, yeah. There's a little of that repeat and stuff, so I don't know. Yeah. When this movie came out two years ago, it released on a thou- more than a thousand IMAX screens, which is the widest opening ever for a single film in IMAX. Still, wow. or uh, to that point. To that point, I, I don't know because I mean, yeah. like, there are a lot of there are big IMAX movies, but I feel like I mean maybe Dunkirk, possibly more, but like I'm trying to think what's come out since then because like well, Endgame. There, I mean, but you know, I don't Avengers. think Endgame's really on that many IMAX screens. Like, I feel like. It has to be sort of uh, Endgame, maybe, but it has to be kind of a movie that like has a global appeal, which the Avengers, which the Marvel movies do, that they yeah. they don't have to only play in English. Car action scenes, car action movies are exactly the yeah. kind of thing that plays well across the world. So yeah, that in like superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. The last bit of trivia, and this is another little sort of sort of sad one. Um, when Mister Nobody explains the top ten most wanted list and Roman's number eleven, he says the people in the room are six, eight, nine, and ten. Number seven, of course, would be Paul Walker. Uh, ah. That is a great. I love um, Kurt Russell in that moment when he's just like, "Oh well, not you, Roman. Sorry." And then yeah. Roman's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Well, you're number eleven. Like, oh, I just that is pure Kurt Russell. Like, he just seems so relaxed yeah. and chill and into that in there and like having fun. I, I just always loved him, and he's so good in this one too. Like, he just feels even better in this one. I was so glad to see him again. And that's all the trivia I got. I was telling Joe before we started recording that. This is kind of the worst trivia about from any of the Fast and Furious. I think because it's newer, and maybe there's not a lot out there, but a lot of it's just like, this is like what Brian did in the first movie. This is like what Brian did in the second. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, of course, it's all references to things and stuff like that. It just, it's not. Is there, is there anything about the reality of, like, Cypher's jet and then, like, no. you know, her course, no. you know, right? Because that's how they track her. She some kind of jet stream or whatever. She's avoiding the satellites Flying and stuff. between those, yeah. And like the, the, I, I don't know. I, it sounds real enough that I'm sure it's real, but who knows? Okay. I kind of like her Air Force One thing going on, but I don't know. I wish she spent more time on the ground. She only is uh, recruits Dom, and then she breaks into nowhere with him. And like that's the only time. And then she jumps out of that airplane before the Shaws can get her. There's only one parachute <laughs> what a weird final line like in your movie it's like i'm she it's weird like how she just kind of like bows out you know she doesn't it doesn't feel like she gets like a proper send-off or anything you know like we talked about in watch the throne like she can't be done like if that's if that's the end of her in this franchise it makes me even more mad you know what i mean like i yeah. don't mm-hmm. like her role in this but i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt if there's like something grander at play here especially as you know mike specifically has been talking about this whole lap 
that like the tech builds and the villains build and they're all connected and everything like that. Like for her just to be really duck cool. out, yeah. it's just that's not not what. Yeah. No. Yeah. Her her fate, as it were, will be revealed eventually. I like to make my own fate. Joe, do you have any notes about fate of the Furious before we talk about it in a couple months? Um, <laughs> no. Let me think. One qualm I had with this movie. Dom says the car doesn't matter. It's the guy behind the wheel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like that's that's only true to a point, man. Like. <laughs> like there, there's a limit to that. Like he can say that, and he's Dom Toretto, but like a large part of it is the car. If you're racing like two completely different, it, like I get maybe like you know indie car where like you know all the cars are pretty much the same. Yeah, the drivers have high skill levels, but like if you're racing like this hoopty versus like the nicest car or fastest car on the island, like the fastest car on the island is gonna win. Well, so. it doesn't this time. The only reason I don't want to give, I don't want to take credit away from a fictional character. But the only reason Dom wins is because his engine explodes near the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Like he's I mean, about to yeah. lose, and then the engine literally explodes, rendering the car useless. It just so happens that it propels him across the finish line quicker. You don't think he yeah. still would have won if he was driving like a Volvo or something like that? Like he still could have beat that guy? No, that's what I'm that saying. Little busters, the Buster's trick? Yeah, if he had like a Fiat, I don't think he would have won. Even if he like, you know, pulled a soda can off the engine and, you know, sprayed it with laughing gas. I don't think he would have won. So. <laughs> so before we get to our uh, games that we play every episode, let us do uh, this new game that Joe found. I have, the, I have the post here, but if you want to explain what it is, then I'll read the actual post and we can go into it. So why don't you explain what this game is? It's just a quick game. I really wanted to hear your and Mike's take on it. To be honest, I, I really don't have that much input, but I, I, I just want to hear you guys talk about it because you, <laughs> you guys fascinate me and you watch way more movies than I have. So I saw my friend post last night. Can I can I just say it? I don't I don't have the post, but like I could just tell you off the top of my head. Yeah. If you had to show someone seven movies from a from franchise from marathon all nighter, so like this is like an overnight yeah. thing. So it's like you know high school slumber party. Shout out Brian. In real life, you had to pick seven movies from a franchise, but they all had to be different franchises. What seven movies would you pick? Okay, so is this like number one from this franchise, number two from no. the or can Oh, that's how I did it. It's okay. No, that's oh that's even that's a really so pick, cool take on it a, too. You pick the first installment, a second installment, a third installment, a fourth installment. Yeah, all yeah, kind I tried to. Why don't that's you do fine. yours? Because I did a whole scheduling thing because you know, on, on a lot of the case club revisits you and I might have mm-hmm. tried to figure out how to program different things. So why don't you do yours and I'll sort of give the thought process behind mine because mine's less easy, I think, to understand than what you did. So what, what, why don't you go through what you did? Okay. So the rules are that it has to be all from, they all have to be franchise films, which... So we said, so we talked about this behind the scenes a little bit, and Joey said, like, that means there has to be at least three, right? And I think that three kind of makes it a franchise. Right, because number one, that uh, qualifies for Mike's podcast, Third Time's a Charm, but number yep. two, like, two movies, like, is Kill Bill a franchise? Is Paddington a franchise? Like... No. Paddington might be more so, but it's also, I would say, more so because, like, we're probably gonna get a third. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna get a necessarily yeah. third. Oh, there, well, I guess we could get a third Kill Bill. No, Kill Bill is not a franchise. Right. I'm more curious to pick which franchises you guys pick, and then which movies from the franchises you guys pick. Because I know that there's like a lot of them that you love. So like, I'm curious what your top seven would be. So I, I didn't do it like that, and we'll get to that. But you're, so your friend okay. who posted this, he posted his seven. I don't know if you saw this, but his seven were uh, Skyfall, the original Lethal Weapon. Predator, the original Predator, the original Die Hard, Jaws, 
Aliens and Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I feel like mm. are all good movies, but it's like, if you're not a bro who loves action, you're going to be bored as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you could take it whatever way you want. If I did my favorite movies, like for my favorite franchises or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be a different result of what than what I have. Yeah, okay. I would pick something, yeah, you're right. I would pick something that would be like, these would be good movies for, like, everyone. This would be, like, a fun time sleepover yes. movie playlist. Uh, and I, I have my reasoning for what I did, but, Mike, why don't you go first? What are your What are your seven? Like I said, I did, you know, number one from this, number two from that. So, yep. number one, I went with Back to the Future okay. for number one. Oh, cool. Good choice, yeah. Godfather Part 2. Yep. Cool. Superman 3. Of course. Shout out Third Time's a Charm, the pilot episode with me. Leprechaun 4. Leprechaun in Space. Okay. Oh. Number 5, going to go with Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, the three headed monster. Okay. So some Godzilla. Oh, in there. okay. Number 6. This is a tough one, but I think I'm going to go with Jason Lives, Friday the 13th. And that's where, oh. when I get to it, like, I wish that I had more familiarity with, like, Halloween and Friday the 13th and stuff, like, those like, franchises, because, like, you can get some mm-hmm. real weird shit, like, way deep into these franchises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why number seven was the hardest, because it, there's only so many franchises that go up with seven. that far without, like, rebooting. But yeah. I think I just have to throw one of these in there anyway, and we'll end on Diamonds Are Forever, which is the seventh I James Bond movie. <laughs> I was going to say somebody did James Bond. I was hoping I Gotta throw one of those Bond. in there. And that's the one when Connery, like, came back. So they did Her Majesty's The Secret Service. With uh, George without, Lazenby? With Les, yeah, which is a good one, with Lazenby. And then was like, all right get Connery back in there for a while. Cool. cool. That's a really good list, Mike. I'm, you picked a lot of franchises that I like. And your friend Joe picked Skyfall, so they both had Bond. I didn't. I thought about Bond, but I also don't... I've only seen, like, four Bond movies and three of those are the Daniel Craig... No, I guess... How many has Daniel Craig done? Four? Or is he done yeah, three? Yeah, four now. So I've seen three. five and four yeah. of those are his, so... Damn. I miss the old ones a lot. I was... I, I would put um, Never Say Never Again on mine because that's my favorite Bond movie. Right. Mm. So he, here's what I did. So I had a, like a little thing. So I, I figured, and this is all, this is me way overthinking things, but I also like wanted to have a little bit of Go fun ahead. with it. But I figured if you're doing, if you're starting a marathon, I said figure start at like 8 o'clock and I just broke the night into two hour blocks, right? Fair. Nice. Yeah, that so works. 8 o'clock, start off with like a lot of energy, start off with The Fast and the Furious. Cool. First one? First one. Start right out of the gate, first one. Because I think you could, you could do Fast Five or something, but I feel like, for a crowd, most of them probably haven't seen more than one or two of these movies. You you show something that people have seen. One is the most accessible. Yes. It's either you love it because you've seen it a million times, or you haven't seen it and it's classic. Yep. So, yeah. So, show off a little bit of action, cool. especially for the podcast, Fast and Furious. Number two, the 10 o'clock is like a wild card, because like, people are still stoked on the first one. But I feel like, the, number two, like you don't know. It could go anywhere, because you're like, I don't know what this mm-hmm. night's going to hold. High School Musical 2. Wow. Oh. You really don't know where to go. <laughs> and people are like, what the, the fuck? And then they're like, wow, bet on it? Absolutely. Yes. So that's 10 Soul. o'clock, High School Musical 2. Okay. Threw a Zeph one in for yep. me. Thank you. Midnight, I want like a weird midnight movie. I originally had Sleepaway Camp there. I took Sleepaway Camp out. I love Sleepaway Camp. I knew Camp. you were going to put Sleepaway Camp in it. I really what thought I you were going to put What I did instead is A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Yes, okay. very good. Because it, that's the gay one, right? No, that's part two. Part two is the gay part one? Three, yeah, three is in the uh, psych board oh. with Lawrence well, Fishburne. I, I know that two and three are both very good, so I'd be happy yeah. with either one of those, but Dream, Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors at midnight. Okay. 2 a.m., after that, like, I feel like people, because you're watching three movies in a row, especially somebody like you, you're going to start to get sleepy. The 2 a.m. Yes. slot, I just have something to sleep to. I did Transformers 2. 
because okay. there's such like mindless action there <laughs> that it's loud yeah. enough that if you want to stay up, you can keep up. It's not a good movie. The first one was better, but I tried not to do too many first movies in a franchise because I yeah, felt like of that's I get it. not super exciting. Yeah. And then after that, at 4 a.m., so I'm going to pick the energy up. I did Mad Max Fury Road. Nice. I was waiting for one of you guys to add a Mad Max in there. Incomprehensible yeah. action to, like, the most well-choreographed action that you've ever seen. Then 6 a.m., like, the, this is the, the, the next to last one, the penultimate pick. And then, like, a hidden gem here. That's where I stuck Sleepaway Camp. Because it's like, I don't know nice. what's going on. I originally had here Ocean's 12. Because I think especially... Oh, great movie, too. Given that you're watching all these movies with, like, a franchise... Ocean's 12, we talked about this on Cinemakers with Tobin, was, it's a really weird, smart movie that, like, is about making a sequel, and I think it could play well, but then when I move Sleepaway Camp out of that midnight slot, I, I kind of want to show Sleepaway Camp, because, like, you know, I love that movie, and I want to yeah. watch that movie again with a crowd of people. And with the classic, uh, the same one that Mike started his with, Back to the Future. I think just, like, you have to have, like, you have to oh, go out nice. with a bang. And I was thinking either, like, you know, like, something like Raiders or Jaws or Back to the Future or something, like, something that people, that everybody's known, but, like, that goes out and be like, oh, that was awesome. Like, you know, I want to just see that with the crowd. So that was my thinking about all that. Okay, so my only two things that I thought you guys would have edited or I would have entered, because my list would have been, like, a nice amalgamation, very similar to yours, is I can't believe neither of you picked a Rocky movie. I oh, thought I'm about kind it. of done with the Rockies for a little while, <laughs> ever okay. since that marathon. Yeah, Mike and I watched uh, seven Rocky movies in a row uh, a couple years mm-hmm. ago, so it, it was a lot. How did neither of you guys pick The Matrix? Yeah, I could see that, maybe. Well, mine going in order, it would have had to have been first, probably, and I really wanted to yeah. throw Joey, something But like Joey loves The Matrix, that's why, I was, that's why I was curious about it. I was scared off from doing too many first movies, because I felt like it's kind of, sure, they're from franchise, but, like, the reason that franchise exists is because it people love the, the first one, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah, the first, like, I wanted to put Die Hard on here, but I'm like, Die Hard is obvious, like, it's a, it's a stone-cold classic. Yeah, it's hard once you get past the first one to be like, do I really want to, like, put it in a marathon with, like, amazing, you know, you could pick so much stuff? Because and... on my list, cool. I have, in the series, just in the numbers, one, two, three, two, four, one, one, and, like, I felt like with three ones already, it felt... Yeah, because if you're doing just beginnings, you're not really even, like, looking at a franchise. You need to get, like, into the wacky shit, so... That's the thing, because, like, if you do that, like, the first one, in almost every case, is going to be the best one, right? Like, except maybe Godfather or whatever, but, like, there's a reason that franchises exist, because the first one is so good that people want more of it. Yeah, it's hard to get to seven, you know? I think, like, five is is way more realistic. Like, you could start throwing in Harry Potters and stuff, and, you know, like, there's a lot that could... I mean, that went to seven or eight movies, but I'm just saying like even Hunger Games they made four movies out of three books and stuff so like I feel like five is more of a reasonable like if you're going to program a night or something like that which I'd love to do this is just kind of a fun exercise wasn't it okay cool I'm glad you I hope you guys enjoyed it I I really just wanted to hear what franchises you guys would think about what are in the forefronts and what like hidden gems you would yeah, because you could really, like, I could at least spend, like, a lot more time thinking about the perfect lineup, you know, because, like, what franchise follows which best, like Joey said, uh, yeah. by putting, the like... the lineup, the scheduling would drive me nuts. Yeah, like, like... You know, should we put Fast and the Furious first, or, like, where should it go, and, yeah. Yeah, that's why I wanted to put, like, a comedy after The Godfather, you go to Superman 3, it's like, what? It's, you know, and, like, Joey said, like, you put a terrible action movie or something like Transformers 2, and then you put, like, the one of the greatest maybe the best movie you know ever made after that with like fury road and it's thematic and stuff so that's it'd be a lot of fun to keep programming this one day boys when we buy a movie theater 
we'll make sure that nobody ever shows up and we just show <laughs> movies like this. So actually, okay. I want to put this out into the world. If you have your own idea for what you would program, email family at What are your seven me. favorite franchises? What seven movies you'd put in it? Um, I'm just curious. It was just like a thought exercise that my friend posted, and I obviously had to come to these two guys that watch a lot of movies to, yep. to get their Wes, which so. Turtles movie would you put in there? Gotta be Secrets of the Ooze. I, Secret of the Ooze, I would imagine. But Secret of the Ooze, yeah. The, the Ninja one. I mean, sorry, the Samurai one is just too bad. The third one. But yeah, do that. Ernie Reyes Appreciation Month on our uh, film club. So at some point we'll do Secret of the Use with Ernie Reyes Jr. But cool game. I like that, Joe. Thank you. Next game. This ain't no 10 second race, a.k.a. <laughs> boy, do we have a podcast. Are we already there? We're already at that game? Holy shit. We don't have that many games okay. on this podcast. We So since we last recorded, Sorry, I, we, we did our We've been recording other episode. things, yeah, yeah, so my brain's messed up. If you're listening now, our episode of Boyfriend Material about Drive is out. I think that was a cool, fun conversation. But yeah, so we don't have that many games in here. Now, this ain't no 10-second race. Okay, so last episode I found on Twitter, Joanna enjoyed hashtag SWCC you, Hobbs and Shaw, me, Blumhouse, Dark Universe, hashtag CinemaCon, and it's someone who kind of looks like Amanda Seyfried, might be Amanda Seyfried. On Wednesdays, we wear pastel goth. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nope. Mm. I knew, though, that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Joe, you found at Take Mikaguchi, Tomas Ford, No Knees Queen. That's all that we said. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Mm. Damn. Mike, you found at Buy18eShop, Buy18 on Twitter, $31.68 bit.ly link, classical, Fast and Furious 7, cross pendant <laughs> necklace, in 9.25 sterling silver with small and big size, for lover, women, and man, hot sale, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. <sighs> so now, Mike, you are in second place on the show. Crazy. You're above me. This is the last time for a while you have a chance to add to your lead. You'll have to listen okay. next re- next episode on our relap recap. Although, do we do that? Or we are? I don't remember if we play that on the. We might have to wait till the Fast and what? Furious. Do we play the Twitter game on the relap recap? I don't remember. You might have to wait for the Fast and Furious a couple episodes from now. But mm. Mike, Joe, do you have a tweet that you want to? I do. Send it. I'm putting mine in the chat right now. I put it. Did you see it? Yeah. Pop up. Whoa! What a name too. I know. Mine is from Charlize at. Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-Y, Zebra, underscore 15. And she just says, I want to have a Fast and the Furious marathon. Oh. Smiley face. Winking face emoji. Winking face emoji. So if she actually did, and she wasn't trying to Netflix and chill, boy, do we have a podcast for her. All right. All right. Mike, what you got? Here's mine. Mine's from Eugene, and he's got like a monkey emoji next to his name. Okay. At With a Lee... pound symbol to start it. At Leago Eugene. Okay. The fate yeah. of the Furious still does it for me. Uh, is that like a painful face and then a heart? Yeah. Can watch it over and over and still won't get tired of it. Boy, well, he's... do we do we have a podcast for you? He's way ahead of us. <laughs> he can watch it over and over and never get tired of it. We might need to talk to him. So there it is for now, my final entry into the game. I played it. I mean, I tried to play this game, like play it's it hard, safe, dude. play it hard, like go. go dude, it's weird hard. I have no not. idea how. We don't know the. We don't know how to win. We have no idea how to win. You can, like, get in the middle of a conversation. Like, sometimes I pick random-ass tweets. They work great. Sometimes I pick, like, tweets that people are, like, seem serious about. They just ignore it or block us. People get arrested, thrown off Twitter. It happens all the time. I don't know. 
Joe, I don't want to... I, I don't know whether to do this or not, but I gotta say, Charlie already liked your reply. Whoa. Charlize? Charlize, Charlie, one point so far. <sighs> I'm not gonna give you the point now. You'll get that next... Yeah, so save it till the next episode. If she blocks us between now and then, you don't get that point, but... <laughs> Or if she gets thrown off Twitter for yep. some reason. Do you do, like, minus a point if you get... <laughs> no, because we don't add the points until the... Ne- it, like, has to last till the next episode recording. Got it, got it. Yeah, because I definitely had one where Joey was like, oh, somebody liked it. And then he was like, well, they got erased. And it was like, fuck. All right, I'm getting uh, Matt Sheriff on Twitter, at I71Sheriff. Watching that 80s classic and in my head prequel to Hobbs and Shaw, Tango and Cash. Hilarious. <laughs> Whole... A gift of Kurt That's Russell and Sylvester Stallone awesome. high-fiving. Wow. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yeah, boy, do we, yeah, damn. Dude, Tango and Cash, totally Hobbs and Shaw. That's I still funny. gotta watch Tequila Sunrise and see if that's, oh, that's the, right, real, yeah. the real prequel, the true prequel. <laughs> Mike, we've got one more car picture to guess. Wes and one more car picture this time. Oh, lab. we do? Okay. Do you want to, is I Mike think, guessing I think, with me I, this time? Or yeah, is he, yeah, I think I guess this, this time, time he's guessing, yeah. yeah. All right, you gotta go out the bang here. I don't remember what it is. I don't remember if it's easy or hard, but let's see here. A really cool Lexus commercial just so came hard. on my TV right now, too. All right. So I'm getting ready. I'm mentally prepared. Go ahead. Oh, right. This is a this is a weird one. Okay. Go ahead. So hang on. Let me save the pictures, because he sent two pictures. <laughs> he sent uh, two different angles of the same car. I have a new car pick for you. I agree the fun is not in whether or not Joe can guess it correctly, but I do want to change things up a bit from time to time. I just need to find a good middle ground. On that note, I have something a little bit different today. I mostly send in older cars and generally not a lot of import tuners, which I know Joe prefers. So today, I have something new and something from overseas. So new and overseas. Okay, Joe? Okay. okay. As you can right. imagine, a good chunk of my YouTube and Google search history revolves around Fast and Furious, which I absolutely believe, of course. Yeah. Especially when I'm emailing you guys and need to fact check myself, which I like that he does more research for the show than we do. <laughs> I hate admitting that, but it's very true. So it's not surprising that my Google search app started suggesting articles about this car. Uh, It's so new and not even on the market yet, with sales starting sometime quarter two this year, okay? Oh. It's a 2020 model. Okay. It is a Japanese car. I I know what it is. Can I just make it? Can I just Babe Ruth it? It's the new Supra. It is the new Supra. Nailed it. It was going to be... um, If it was being nice. suggested to you, it's not on the market yet. You didn't even need to give me Japanese car. Like when I knew when you were searching Fast and the Furious, you're like the main target for somebody that would buy a new Supra that's coming out soon. That <laughs> but looks the like new something are really Roman cool. would want to drive. Wow. So it says they're pretty cool. Supras were produced from seven. This is what he wrote: seventy-eight from yes. Uh, Supras were produced from seventy-eight to two thousand two and started up again in March twenty nineteen. Brian drove a ninety-four Supra in the Fast and the Furious, the orange one. Um, yep. New models have a starting price around $51,000. I think it's green. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first green. production model was auctioned off in January for $2.1 million. Proceeds benefited yep. the American Heart Association and the Bob Woodruff Foundation. So also the cool tidbit about these are these are actually um, being built by BMW or like like they stole BMW engines or parts from it. So everybody's like all mad at Toyota because it's like a BMW. It's not a Supra to them. So like... All, like there's a bunch of like hardcore super fans that are like no it's a BMW and there's like all these jokes about them being BMWs and not Supras and stuff like that uh, I think it looks really cool um, I would much prefer an old one but they're hard to find but this is a good looking car oh Joe I also in case you didn't get it yet it's red thank you <laughs> I'm red sports car now. red sports car man and red sports car man and one red shoe also <laughs> I always really 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 wanted an old 80s Supra they're really cool and I found one, like, when I was, like, maybe 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And it had heads-up display in the car. Ooh. 
it had like you know like old uh the screen the green screen that you would play like Oregon Trail on in school you know what I'm talking about like when it was yeah. all like just green it had like that but it was like a laser and it would project the speed on your windshield so when you're driving like no you don't way. have like a speedometer yeah and it had it and it would just like show it to you like on the windshield so like if you're driving probably why they don't do it too much because <laughs> it's like too much on the yeah <laughs> but you just like focus you just like adjust your eyes you know what i mean like you like look and you're like oh yeah that's speed and then like you keep looking at the road so they they claim it they claimed it was safe cool supras are very fucking cool and i really wish i had an 80s one and then my dad found one like not too long ago and i kept trying to convince him to buy it and he wouldn't an asshole <laughs> i was like dude get it but he like you know he loves like american muscle cars he's like what the fuck am i gonna do with this super i was like dude you should you should definitely get this super and he's like oh, i don't know <sighs> and then didn't buy it thank you west for sending in the picture There's one more thing yeah thank you west for writing in thank you west for sending in the picture thank you everybody for emailing family at cageclub.me email us we'll read it on air leave us a review on itunes sorry that i stole all your thunder mike you didn't even get to guess i, oh, that's I didn't okay. even get to describe I mean, you stole everybody's thunder but i also you I mean yeah, you babe ruthed it so you, you you got it family at cageclub.me email in email in your franchise picks if you want to do that email in your fast and furious rankings if you haven't done that you know in two weeks we'll do our relap recap where we reflect back on this lap look ahead to the next lap a walk down memory chain walk down memory chain so that's going to be pretty wait. cool in four weeks or so in two weeks we'll do the relap recap in three weeks we'll do you are my lifespan chapter two and then in four yes. weeks we're st- or four weeks we're starting over all over again with the fast and furious from 2001 <laughs> but should we announce can i announce can i announce our little tidbit like is it in is it an easter egg at the end of this episode what little tidbit we're gonna have a special guest on you are my lifespan this time oh and we will have a character voiced by the mikester didn't we talk about that on this episode or was that before we started recording we before we started recording okay. yeah yeah so I am honored. Tune in to You Are My Lifespan. Mike doesn't know what character he's playing yet, and I can Ellie pick Toretto. it, and he already agreed to it, so... <laughs> he's not Ellie. Joe has to be Ellie forever. That's the one rule. I'm, yeah, Rachel, Rachel, actually, when I was, like, telling her about this, she was like, I should have been Ellie, and I was like, I'm Ellie, yeah. sorry. Like, that's just... Yeah. Joe is Ellie. I was like, you can be Dom, and she... <laughs> she was not as happy with that idea as I was. And then I was like, oh, you have to be dumb. But uh, never mind. Okay. I forgot this was the one when the rock kicks the missile. Sorry. Yeah. Just oh. had to get that in before the end. <laughs> we have to yell to yeah. uh, Roman what he means, like cut the wheel left or whatever. Like turn it really hard and fast to the left. <laughs> but before we go, before go we ahead. sign off, we need to do one more thing. Mike, oh. we need your final rankings. That's right. Oh, man. You so do you, so do you want me to give you what they were before, or do you want to just write yes. that down? Does it look like the scene from Always Sunny, no, where it's no. just, like, all these arrows <laughs> and just, like... You? No, you know what it looks like, Joey? It looks like the uh, the time capsule paper from Knowing. Like, there's just numbers oh, okay. all yep. <laughs> And then it just says... Memento. E-E. You just have numbers written everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So, Mike, these were your rankings when you emailed in in lap one. We'll start at the bottom. We'll go up to the top, okay? Okay. In last place, Fast and Furious number four. Okay. Wow. Seventh okay. was Fate of the Furious. Okay. Sixth, Furious 7. Five, Too Fast, Too Furious. Four, the OG, the Fast and the Furious. Damn. Number three, wow. Fast and Furious 6. Number two, Tokyo Drift. Number one, Fast Five. Wow. So what you got for us this time? Either start at the bottom or start at the top? It's crazy, guys. Um, start at the bottom. We'll start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Wow, this is insane. I can't believe... Is it the same? No, no, no. It's it's very different. Okay, very good. Different. Yeah, see? At the way bottom is number eight. Okay. Then number one. Whoa. Whoa. Dude. Also, for the record, Rachel also has number one at number seven, so... And yeah. then number two. Okay. Cool. Then number four. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, so four climbed way... up a lot. Four climbed oh, from eight dude, to five. Okay. I, d- I feel like I finally discovered part four. This, this same. Lap. I had the like, same. I had the same thoughts. I think yeah. it's so funny that like you guys are both like that, and I was like, because I've only seen you know I didn't have this history of the franchise, but like when we first started this, Joe was like, I'm worried to watch four. I was like. Well, used to, like four is good. Like I knew, I knew four was good from the beginning. If you watch them like as they came out, when we yeah. got to four, you're just like, oh, it was so disappointing, it. It. right? Like Letty dies. Like the movie like changes. Yeah, it's dad. dark and serious. Gal, gal, yeah. gal, gal, gal. All right, but Gal comes in. Mike, yeah, exactly. your top four. Okay. So so far, just for a recap, you have Tokyo Drift remaining. You have Fast Five remaining. Fast and Furious Six and Furious Seven. And Seven was also very low yes. on your list too. So that's climbed up a lot as well. Yes. So your number four is number seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not just it climbs. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I know I have that hot take about how it might not be my favorite looking one, but it definitely story, action, Paul Walker, all that stuff combined, like just Abu Dhabi. Just pure emotion. I yeah, agree. It's it's really good. Number three is number three. Okay. You know, okay, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift is still up there. I mean, yeah, it's just it's the best. I love it, but not as much as number two, which is number five. Five so, is amazing. And that leaves number one to be number six. Just, World's longest runway. Dude, I don't know. Like, especially watching it this time, it just felt like you could show someone number six. You get reintroduced to everybody. You get brought up to speed really well. Like, it's great. Like, lots of car stuff, lots of action stuff. I agree with you. And when I was thinking of, like, the seven movies I'd pick from a franchise, I was debating on whether or not I would show them five or six. Because I think you could show either one. I think five is probably a better choice, but I think six would be like a more fun choice. Like even if somebody hadn't watched it, you're just like, just watch this movie go off the rails. You know what I mean? Like they're fucking jumping into a plane on the world's longest runway. Like you're gonna have fun watching that movie with a bunch of people, no matter what. So, so when I first started writing down the franchise picks, the first two movies that I wrote down were Fast and Furious Six and Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. I think that the reason I didn't include them, and because I was so caught up in the like scheduling of it all, was that they're both long. They're both really long movies. They're very long. And very, they're both very great, long. but they're both two and a half hour movies, basically. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's a tall order when you're watching seven in a row to watch a long movie. That's why I, you it's know, a very good point. Sleepaway Camp yeah. is short, and High School Musical Two is short, and the first Fast and Furious is like, you know, half an hour, forty minutes shorter than some of the later ones and stuff like that. Like. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is short, so I think, not that I was being super stickler about that because this isn't real, but there's something to be said about having a shorter, punchy movie, even though, you know, we love Fast and Furious 6. The other thing I wanted to point out, Mike and I somehow, with a few exceptions, most notably for a little bit uh, Waking Up in Reno, also The Bad Batch, Mike and I have almost identical taste in every movie. I don't know how. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how because, like, our favorite movies are similar, but they're different. But, like, what we watch and talk about, we wind up agreeing on just about everything. To the point where, on one episode, Mike, I don't know if you remember, but we were ranking the three 90s Cage action movies and the three 90s Keanu action movies, and we had the same order. Also, may I point out, on our Top Gun episode, when Duke, who will be on our next lap, Dan Hayden asked me and Mike uh, if they did a gender swap of the Matrix, who would play Agent Smith, and Mike and I in unison said, oh, Kate Blanchett. Like, it's just, it's the same, we know exactly. <laughs> it's freaky. It's, it's the same weird. <laughs> so, it's a long way of going to say that, Mike, you and I, this was my rankings at the end of lap one, so they might change, but we have the same number one, we have the same number two, we have the same number three, <laughs> we have the shit. same number four, 
and we have the same number eight. Wow. Our five, six, and seven, which is the first movie, the fourth movie, and the second movie, change a little bit. But five of the eight, we have the same exact order. So, God God damn. It feels wow. like uh, the price is right. You know, you got to match five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Closest to the pin wins, man. That's crazy. Well, I can't believe, like, how... I mean, not everything switched drastically, but I'm surprised how much changed. Four is a sleeper like, pick. Yeah. I was so dreading it, and I'm glad that you agree with me, but, like, when you watch it again, it just, like, sets up the whole rest of the franchise. Like, it doesn't feel like it's that important, but it's a huge cornerstone in, like, jumping to the next level. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's not a reboot or anything, but it's just, like, reconfiguring stuff, like, reshuffling things into the right order so that they could just go off from that point. It's really well done. Yeah. Mike, any parting thoughts for the franchise before you join us for... We're still not sure exactly how we're going to do Hobbs and Shaw, but you'll the first time we have a guest for Hobbs and Shaw, you'll be on that. So any other thoughts? I mean, you can always email family at cageclub.me and let us know, but... Right, yeah, I have to get back on the emails because I stopped them so I wouldn't sort of waste any of these thoughts. <laughs> yeah. But now that I won't be back on for a while, you might see uh, a few more emails from me. From I mean, the Mikester. I don't know. I think I'd like to see Vin Diesel with a beard. Maybe, like, Ooh. at the start of the next one, they catch Ooh. up with him, and he's, like, gone somewhere, really grown like a that. beard, and, like, teaching driver's ed or something. I don't know what he's doing, but, like... Teaching driver's ed, I like. I, like I would like to see a different look to the start of the next movie, and um, I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to where they're going next, but I also hope at some point with some of these spinoffs and stuff, they get a chance to sort of explore the past a little bit, too. Like, I'd love to still see, not in a whole movie, but at least a sequence of, like, teen Dom and Letty doing their thing, and uh, obviously, you know, looking forward to that cartoon if it ever comes around. I haven't really heard anything about that on Netflix but, I mean, the future of Fast and Furious is just, it's going to be big, man. Like, this is just the beginning, it feels, with all these spinoffs announced, the Hobbs and Shaw, the all-female... Are you trying to say that it's going to go on forever? These laps are just going to get longer, guys, so... Yeah, that's fine. Best of luck to you going forward. I'll, I'll stick with you as long as I can over here <laughs> riding along on the side, but I don't know how many more laps I have in, in, in myself on my own. <laughs> We're gonna put like we're gonna build like a permanent sidecar for like a motorcycle <laughs> and just like strap you onto the side. Well the thing to keep in mind is that after we do one more lap, you only have to watch five minutes of the first movie every two weeks. So it's gonna be a, oh, it's gonna be a go. break for everyone. That's right. Um, unless yeah. we figure out a different way to do that, but I think that might be the best way. So it'll be a nice little like year long reprieve for everyone involved, but um, can't wait to get real deep there. <laughs> it's going to get super meta for a while. I also want to say, I, we, we sort of mentioned it offhanded before, but Joe and I just recorded and released, as you're listening to this, our episode of Drive for Boyfriend Material. We normally... Which we talked a lot about these movies yes. in it, because obviously... Yep. We always sort of plug our other stuff, Zack Attack and Magic Mike's and Boyfriend Material, but this is the first time, really, that a movie kind of sort of truly crosses over. Um, so if you want to read about or hear us talk about Ryan Gosling restoring a car to get in the mindset of the driver or kid or whatever his character's actual name is, check out our episode of Drive over on Boyfriend Material. And like, if you like the goofy, weird stuff in here, like there's so much more of it over there. Yeah, I think we actually kind of like stick more to the movie here. It gets goes more off the rails on those ones, I think. Yeah, because they're like an hour 20 long, so they're shorter than this, but like the movie discussion is like 35 minutes, and then there's like 45 (laughs) minutes of like bullshit and nonsense. (laughs) So just go check those out. Thank you, Mike, for joining us this entire lap. Uh, You've set the precedent in in two... Actually, no, sorry. We have two more laps, because next lap we have a a walk down memory chain. The lap after that, we have Kara for the entire lap. 
and then we have the Fast and Furious minute. Um, but you have set the precedent for one guest for an entire lap. No one can ever take away from you that you were the first. You have been the first person <laughs> the triple, to do every the triple movie. triple crossover, too, man, mm-hmm. was incredible. Oh, that's right. That was epic. Yeah, dude, this, is, this has been some of the most fun, some of the best times I've had podcasting just at all. So thank you guys so much for having me. Sure. For all yeah, things Too Fast, Too Forever... And for all eight of Mike's great episodes in this lap, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash forever. Our threadless shop at cageclub.threadless.com. While you're poking around, go check out Mike's podcast, Third Time's a Charm. We're in the midst of three, at least three, episodes about WrestleMania 3, <laughs> so go check those out. We've got awesome. two out already and another one coming out on May 3rd, so go check out WrestleMania. Lots of talk, because Fridays are for fun. May 3rd is a Friday, so Fridays are really for fun that day. A third, a Friday, and on a third. Oof, Oof. Right? Oof. Um, go do all those things. We'll see you in two weeks for our Relap Recap. Three weeks for You Are My Lifespan, and then four weeks for Michael the start of lap four, back. The Fast and the Furious, a walk down memory chain. Chain. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. I want you to sign it off yourself, Mike. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time for the relap recap of lap three, the ride-along lap, right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Razor.